0: I n- have no motivation. Do you know what my motivation is? I wish I could find a project Guys, manager. It's,
1: it's well moms. You know who's in the house? You can hear her. It's Mitch McConnell. <laughs> She's here. We're talking about recharging and oh, how God. to recharge when you're a mom. And it's a str- It's a sp- Spoiler alert. It's a struggle. You, you know
0: what? Recharging is doing your laundry and being like, I'm really caught up. I feel so much better. I know. That's, that's the worst part. That's like the word, that's like the, it's hard to recharge at home in part because there's that. no recharging at home. I mean, I don't really know how anyone does. I like literally, I look around my house and there's nothing. It's like, it's sucking the life out of me. Like all I see, all I see are the things that I have to do. So then I go to the couch in my room. Do row. you have
1: a room that you can shut, where you can shut the door and there's nothing to do? With I can it? go
0: downstairs and watch TV in the basement, but it's just like, all I see around me are the things where I'm like, Oh, I'm going to paint that. No I color. Know. I do that too. I, but but, but things that in I'm your like a room
1: where you can just shut the door. There is, but what am I gonna do in there? Well, I do this I do a meditation out called Waking Up and I love it. Sam How Harris. long does that last? He taught well, I'm do I'm still in the intro I just started a couple weeks ago. So he does a it's Sam Harris, it's called Waking Up. I love he's a really Am also getting... amazing podcast. he's a neurologist but he's super into meditation so i'm obsessed with this podcast i started i just thought you know everybody says meditation is proven i've been to all these workshops about it i'm just gonna try it and um i mean the scariest place to me used to be alone with my
0: thoughts Oof, it is a scary place to be right and good so, person to talk to, though. That's what I tell myself. I'm right. like, I have a lot of good advice for myself. I'm when I start talking in my head, to I literally, I'm walking down, I was like, God damn, you're smart. Like, you really should listen to what you have to say. Literally, because it's like your internal truth is like talking to yourself. It's like trying to negotiate how to move yes. forward. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Like, in your
1: head. Well, you're you're doing self, especially if you've done, like, a little cognitive behavioral therapy work. I've done a lot. You learn you do learn how to be a critical voice in your own head for things like anxious thoughts um, it allows you to engage in deep thinking about your life you, you, it's very simple I mean you can maybe that's why Hannah have some anxiety about something and then your cognitive behavioral therapy kicks in and it goes what evidence do you have for that or is that really true or you take the strongest position on the other side and sort of help yourself parse that out and work through that issue and that's kind of fun it's it's not fun when you're You're anxious and panicking, but if you have panic disorder like I do, but it's kind of fun to just do in your everyday life about really anything. I mean, even about, I thought a lot about cognitive behavioral therapy in Portland and frankly COVID, just how at least it feels like in Oregon, this indoor mask mandate, the outdoor mask mandate, it's sort of no guidance on what masks work or don't. it, It really feels like what happened was uh, no no cognitive behavioral therapy. No critical thought whatsoever. We're going to throw all the spaghetti against the refrigerator and see what sticks. Put the mask on. Shut down the schools. Close the parks. Close the playgrounds. Close the, you know, California. was Close to the beach.
0: Get the switch. Switch cheese.
1: Switch cheese. Yeah, and we were wrong about, and we're Layer still wrong about this. I, I, I firmly believe we're still wrong about this out, outdoor mask mandate. It stemmed from a Pendleton Whiskey Festival where some people got COVID and OHA made the connection to the whiskey festival without figuring out, did they all use the same uh, inside bathroom? Did they all go to a pre funk? Did they do an after party that was indoors? Did they all go to the same bar afterwards? There was no, um, in the media at least, or what was released, there was no, no intel into that. It was just sort of like Pendleton whiskey festival, people had COVID connected to that. And so now we need this outdoor mask, Mandy. And then Monday night, I turn on a football game and there's 90,000 people in these stadiums. Yeah, it makes no sense. In any red state, Alabama, I mean, turn on Monday Night surprising. Football and we'll watch any of those games. There are tens of thousands of people in the stands screaming and none of, as far as I know, no COVID outbreaks.
0: Okay, but the other part is that we were just discussing when I got here to your studio, Um. Is seeing a picture of someone eating in an arena where people are yelling and yes. screaming and yelling even louder because people can't hear them and they think the refs can hear them. And someone has their mask off eating a hamburger, but everyone else around them has their mask on. And I was saying not earlier, either. I that was like, not it's, not yeah, I was saying earlier, I was like, it's not like COVID. like." Is like a coat you check at the door. Like, I get, I'll i get catch you on the way out. Do you know what I mean? It's not like COVID is standing back. I mean, right. it looks like... The
1: first criticism when they, they closed the bars at 10 o'clock was, yeah, because COVID knows what time
0: it is. Well, no shit. Right. Oops. Should
1: I not swear oh. this? It's okay. You can swear here. Okay. It's said it's okay. explicit content. Okay.
0: Okay. Uh, explicit, Every episode. Okay. balls. Do you remember that? Well, I totally content. feel like your sweaty balls are so good. <laughs>
1: next episode we're going to talk about eyes.
0: How disgusting sweaty balls are.
1: Hi Mitch. It's good to see you today.
0: Of course you brought up Mitch with sweaty balls. Ew. (laughs) There we go. And there you have it.
1: Not not palatable content. So I I'm dying to get your thoughts on this. I received an email from our uh, Portland Public Schools neighborhood school and I'm dying to get your thoughts on this because it's... I'm going to link this in our show notes, you guys. But there is... You have to understand for context. There is something called... And if you look this up on Google, it'll pop right up. Number talk hand signals. And we'll link to it in the show notes again. But it's, it's a closed fist for I'm thinking. It's a thumbs up for I have... An answer and a strategy. It's a you know the double guns that you do when the guy walks into the your friend walks into the Chili's bar. Uh, A single gun for I have more than one strategy and a shaka for I agree. And so this is like a poster that a math teacher might have in their room, and I don't understand the purpose of this. Is it for so kids don't talk because of COVID?
0: You know what I have? What is the purpose? No, we're
1: looking at it right now.
0: I don't know, actually. I have no idea. Number two. I mean, it's that would It's a new make sense. math adoption
1: that's being implemented in elementary schools. And it was implemented in our neighborhood school, which is part of Portland Public Schools. Um, and I received an email from the school saying the new math adoption that is being implemented this year had a poster with different hand signals on it. And that's what we're looking at right now. And then the email continues, one hand signal looked like someone was pointing a gun. Mrs. somebody's class, teacher's class, noticed this and stated that it made them feel uncomfortable. The class took action. They notified the district and the company. Below is the response from the company, which produces the math curriculum. Dear students, thank you for letting us know about the hand signal on our math poster and how it made you feel. We appreciate that you brought your concerns to us. Now, now they're at a fork in the road, right? Because how does us, how does this response continue? Like if it were you and me, we'd be like, "You can fuck right off with your microaggressions." Yeah. Now what they're
0: doing is like, "Oh crap, we gotta fix this because we don't want to have any canceled orders." So let's just let's just take care of all that.
1: We it continues. We looked at the poster again from your perspective, mm-hmm. and here's what we did: one we immediately took down all website links to the poster untrue because I will link to one of those on my show notes Two, we asked our warehouse to destroy all printed versions of the poster three we are going to redesign the poster we like your suggestion of two fingers this is my commentary the peace sign for I have another idea our actions are the direct result of your thoughtful honest and kind feedback We hope that you will keep sharing when things make you uncomfortable. I mean, this is a toxic Who do I
0: call about my thighs? Because they make me feel really (laughs) uncomfortable, too. things
1: make you uncomfortable and make your voices heard all the best, your friends at Curriculum Associates. And then the email from the principal of the school goes on to say, that is so cool, and congratulations for making your voices heard. This seems like the wrong message to be sending to our kids.
0: It's ridiculous is what it is. If
1: something makes you uncomfortable, we'll just go ahead and cancel
0: it. Well, right. But there's a few different layers with that, right? So you hear that and, you know, and it's interesting because I heard about their like lockdown drills. At school. At school. And I guess my current... The first thing I thought was, well, first of all, I'm just... I get annoyed, and I'm like, nobody cares, which is terrible. And I, I need to preface this, like, just like we preface everything these days. I do not support gun violence. I think we need stricter gun laws. Um, I don't want to be disrespectful to anybody who was on the receiving end of a gunshot. <laughs> but all I kept thinking was, why wouldn't we teach our kids to really manage what is a real stress and not a real stress. Like if you take your kid to counseling, anyone who's got anxiety and has taken their kids to counseling, this is the first thing they say. Your alarm bells go off, right? Your body tells you, do you, you know, it's that whole fight or flight business. So the biggest thing, because mo- kids who are anxious, same as adults, you know, your, your, how you manage that anxiety is what's important. So if you start thinking that that is a threat, we're in a lot of trouble because that is a that's a perceived threat, right? We've talked about this, like having like what's an actual threat? Well, yeah, and what's a perceived the, threat? The double guns that go back to I don't even know how far this hand signal goes back to that, like
1: you do your friend at the bar at the Chili's, like pew pew, pew 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 like you got it, you know? I mean, this goes back to what? When did people even start doing this? I don't know. I know we call it double guns, is but even so, term? but even
0: so, but even if it do, did.
1: I mean, I know that's absurd to be like, well, it's a gun. It's bad. Or we call it double guns. Therefore, it's violent and bad. I know that's absurd. Of course it's absurd. And that's why we're featuring it today. But I, it's so interesting. Like, where did this hand signal originate from? <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, I'm not 100%. That's like a whole other episode. I think that would be no, super fascinating to find is. out. Um, but my question is... My first thought was, why don't we teach them that? Like you have to pick and choose your alarm bells and we have to do that as adults, right? You can't stress out about every little thing or then you really don't know what's an emergency and what's not. So if you've got kids who are like, oh my gosh, that feels really uncomfortable to me. My thought is, okay, well, let's look at what we're looking at. Sort of like debrief the whole situation and you know critically think about it. Okay, well guys, we're looking at a math poster We have to understand what's a threat and what's not a threat because it's hard for me to believe that they're learning to hop on toilets in the bathroom for a lockdown, but then also worrying about a math hand poster with hand signs that are perceived as guns. Does that make sense? Like they just seem like such stark differences. Like here, go ahead and stand on a bathroom stall. It's like no wonder kids would be scared of a gun. Do you know what I mean? I do. Um, or maybe that doesn't make sense. Maybe, I guess, I want my kids to be afraid when they really need to be afraid. I guess that's, that's the upshot. They need to actually, I, I need them to use their flight when they really need it. Not when they see an uncomfortable poster. Because like anything, you're right, when we have something uncomfortable in our life, it's not like you just get to like get rid of it.
1: This is fascinating though, I'm looking at Wikipedia, it's called the finger gun. The finger gun, this is from Wikipedia, Mm. is a hand gesture Mm -hmm. in which a person uses their hand to mimic a handgun, raising their thumb above their fist to act as a hammer and one one or two fingers extended perpendicular to it, acting as a barrel. The middle finger can also act as the trigger finger or part of the barrel itself, also an optional clicking of the fingers can be included when forming the gun as to emphasize the gesture. And this is fascinating. In 2019, the Superior Court of Pennsylvania ruled that using a gun-like hand gesture, imitating the firing and recoiling of a gun as intimidation is a crime of disorderly conduct.
0: No kidding. That's
1: fascinating. Really? Well, using it as intimidation, that makes sense. Like if you're I mean, still That's pretty, I did not know that, see? Yeah, that's interesting. And then it says, in schools, children, teenagers, and teacher's assistants have occasionally been punished or removed from school for making the gesture. In some cases, this was because authority figures interpreted it as a signal for threatening real violence, while in others they interpreted it as an unacceptably supportive of gun violence in general. These have often been labeled as ridiculous by some commentators. Well, because it is.
0: um, I mean, if you saw my basement with a Nerf gun, someone would report me to like CPS. Like it's like disturbing. I mean, it really made me question what was in my basement. Like I'm talking like an ammo vest, multiple guns, and I'm just thinking.
1: Uh, So this is from dictionary.com finger guns are a hand gesture can be used as a greeting that's how i understand them or is to acknowledge something as funny clever or insightful in some way especially when you've said it yourself often seen as corny in a charming way yeah like i said like i think didn't they use them in office space i mean i just i i associate them with like middle class men in their 20s at a Chili's, often seen as corny in a charming way, finger guns can be done with one hand or for greater effect both I mean that's how, that's exactly how I understand them and how probably most reasonable people would understand Was it the whole
0: classroom or was it a couple kids and then you're like well how was that presented was it presented where someone came up and said oh my gosh that looks like a gun, that's scary or was it a, you know or was it Presented like, does anybody feel uncomfortable with this hand gesture? I mean, I have no idea because my kids are not in that class. Um, but I mean, it I think that I, I think that would be a, that would be an interesting question. You know, I mean, you feel bad because you don't want to be a dick about it because they're someone's kids, and if kids they're feeling uncomfortable, I guess even if my kid came home and this said that, this is different.
1: This is not. I go to school in... Actually, my kids would a never ...a very do that. scary school. Of course. Like, literally... Yes. Cr- crime happening constantly. Like, I go to school in the Bronx, or I go to school in Cabrini Green, or I, I go to school in Compton, and a guy did a finger gun up to my head and pretended like he was clock- clocking the trigger, and I'm in junior high school. I think that's one thing, but a poster on a school classroom wall that says, A finger gun is a sign that you have more than one strategy to solve a math
0: problem i just think
1: context is everything here right and well, why
0: context is huge but i think that also the other layer which i think is even a bigger point is what we're teaching them to actually be afraid of like to me the conversation is more about you guys let's think about what does it mean to really be threatened what about that like asking yourself what about that is scary like, not just like, oh my God, that's scary. Because, guess what? i I'm, well, I mean, I guess I speak to my kids, but a lot of children I know use Nerf guns. And I'm just thinking, or oh, even when my kids were little, they used sticks. I mean, I just think, I can't imagine someone, I, I, I'm just, that was the first, or maybe the second well, thing wouldn't I wouldn't it
1: thought. be a great, you're onto something here. Wouldn't, as, as parents who reside in the in the Portland Public School District, wouldn't you prefer that the teacher have engaged in some cognitive behavioral therapy, critical thought exercise with the students about why does that make you uncomfortable?
0: Totally, of course. I mean, I mean that's where the, that conversation and probably outside is outside of
1: class, because it is so absurd. Like maybe take them aside and be like, and, and why yeah, it doesn't you, make anybody else well no it. I
0: mean it's a lesson I mean it's a smart lesson for the entire class it's not for that just one kid that is just I think the entire class needs to hear about it. and with that all being said that doesn't mean that because I disagree with this that somehow I mean I really do feel for the kid that really was truly uncomfortable I guess I think do you that, well, I mean, if that kid is genuinely like scared, then I think there's a different problem and then you address okay, that. And well,
1: then they have mental health issues.
0: Well, they are. I mean, there's some things. I mean, my kids would not be afraid, but my kids also Look, we have, have the an Arsenal only
1: situation I can imagine in which a poster that is entitled Number Talk Hand Signals for a math curriculum with a Hand signal for a gun, meaning I have more than one strategy, would make me uncomfortable Is if like, I don't know, I lived in some children's home and the man who raped me when I was eight used that against my head or something. I even then, I don't...
0: Well, I mean, if you've got like a lot... of you uncomfortable? If you've got a lot... If you've got... I mean, that's one kid. I have a hard... I, I, okay, so the entire class I have a hard time believing. If my kid was in that class, it would either one of them, it if wouldn't matter. If your kid
1: came home, let, let, forget forget whoever this was who was triggered. See what I did there?
0: Triggered. I like that. I'm triggered all the time.
1: Forget who that kid was. If, okay. if my kid came home and said, Mom, there was a hand signal of a gun in my teacher's classroom, and it makes me so uncomfortable, I go, why and what's, what what's wrong with you? Well, I'm, I I'm, I'm, I think
0: I would just... Because well, this is... I probably would laugh. That doesn't
1: laugh. make sense.
0: Let's see. And I would probably laugh and be like, you have like 20 Nerf guns down there. If that mm-hmm. does not... If that makes you uncomfortable, that is something we need to address. And then I'd be like, what was scary about it? I mean, I don't want to discount whoever really is scared of it. Why? But, well, because everyone's got their shit, right? Everyone's, but that's their shit. It is their shit, but I think taking their shit is seeping into the entire class. So the whole lesson should be for the entire class that hey, look, you can still have your shit, but then we still. The, I think the bigger, the bigger point is, what is perceived threat. I mean, that's what that whole coddling, you know, the American mind is like. you're perceived, like, what what about it is scary? Like, yeah, are you I the Greg Lukianoff and Jonathan Haidt book? is a great book. Such a good book, such a good book, because it really, I think that I think that if kids don't learn, and this is just me, Mitch, if kids don't learn that that is not a real. Threat. Now that that is a poster, what's going to happen when, like, a bigger thing, like they don't like their boss or they don't like their coworker or their coworker, like. No, I mean, I really, I mean, and that, that's how I feel. I mean, and I'm just going
1: Andrew Yang's universal basic income because they won't be able to report for work the next day.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't, I I guess that's my, I guess that's my gut. Like that's my gut response. And that's what would my gut response be would be to my kid. Mostly because I'm like, if that brings you anxiety, I'm like, I would be concerned. I'd be like, sweetie, we have got to, we have got to figure out what, what about that escape? I mean, Once again, it's hard for me to even, like, associate that because I don't... My kids would never... if they
1: couldn't articulate it, I'd go, this is silly and I feel like we need... To re reprogram here, we need to start press the reset button.
0: I want to be like. I wonder how many of those kids have been sitting in their car while their parents are listening to some like super like bad rap music that's like dropping f bombs. The you kids know, are probably and the kid to it. totally. I My mean, kids that, listen to that. Of it. course, I mean that's part of it though. That's like the whole like that's where your Medea is med- gonna.
1: I mean, forget music. Tyler Perry. Medea's gonna bust a cap in your ass. I mean, that's like. That's uh, yeah. Humor. Right.
0: Right. And I mean, I. Th- Right, so I don't understand why we pick and choose these weird things. It's and then, and it, just be, then it just then it just becomes realism.
1: this. I'm going to blow my brains out. I mean,
0: but this is all sort of this performative. Look what we've done. Of, what, of course, look, it is. look what look what, what we've out. done. Of because of you know what that company you know was like. Oh shit! Like someone get on that and get on it fast. Shut yeah. it down. I mean, it, and it's just and then yeah, it just seems performative, and I. Once again, I mean, I guess I, I mean, I feel bad for the kid that genuinely feels that way, but Not I think, I, but, but I think that genuine trauma, you can feel. Is it genuine trauma? No, well, it depends. We don't I know. I mean, but that's because they haven't defined. And what would it possibly be, be? Because it's a different definitions of trauma, right? And that's what they also talk about. So if that kid thinks they have trauma, that's a whole other, like, that's a whole other situation. Is I think this th-
1: a new clinical definition?
0: Well, I think everyone has their own definition of trauma. I think some people think it's traumatizing. There is
1: a clinical definition. There is, but
0: we As don't... A we a professional, right. you know Right, that. yes. But trauma, someone might say, well, I didn't get a car when I was 16. Someone might say, yeah, well, I was diagnosed with, like, you know, cancer at 16. So their trauma is very different. I think that's where there's a lot of pieces and a lot of people get misled is because it's like trauma isn't the same for everybody, but I think even people who have trauma also need to understand real threats versus of perceived threats so i guess that's where i there, there's the part of me that i'm like okay i really i feel bad for you feeling i don't necessarily know how you if how people get to trauma and we've also changed the definition of trauma trauma didn't used to be someone looked at me and i feel really uncomfortable now that's trauma i mean there's some weaponized words that go around like trauma and safety and uncomfortable i
1: think one of the reasons i'm safe. if i were the teacher i would not bring this up as a teachable moment for the classes what would occur to me is if if a finger gun on a math poster uh makes you feel uncomfortable what literally what would occur to me is the scenario I just described to you, and so I think I would just take that student aside and be like, "What happened to you?"
0: Well, yeah, but you can't what do that.
1: finger? Yes, you
0: can. No, but but your job would be as a teacher to be like, "Okay, we're gonna like clear some shit up." That to me, to me, I'd be like, "No," but
1: the only thing that would that would reasonably make somebody uncomfortable with a finger gun. Is something like that, like some bizarre
0: sexual trauma, or some trauma? But then, how do you define trauma? I mean, this is what I know
1: how how a reasonable person would define it, and it wouldn't be. It looks like a gun, and that makes me uncomfortable. But it would not be that. And my understanding from this email is that that's what it was because it was was it more than one? Yeah, more than one kid. I mean, there's no way more than one kid has been through some kind of trauma where an adult or an or another or an adult or a child who was threatening them pointed like a finger, like this Pennsylvania example, which apparently um, was called disorderly conduct, or like you know somebody threat literally threatening you with their finger. I mean, if I were being, we've had two carjackings in our Portland neighborhood if if during those carjackings a scary looking guy maybe didn't have a gun but was f- clearly physically threatening me wanting to take my car and pointing his finger at my head looking like a gun i would feel threatened i would so want that to be so here's
0: what i'll say combat. i think trauma the definition of trauma has evolved greatly over time and that, that's a just, clinical definition. Yeah, well, yes, I think that has changed. I think it, colloquial I d- oh, no, I definitely think, I actually do think trauma because everyone interprets trauma do differently. Do you know that? Like yes. I mean, design? I, yes, I definitely think people's trauma is, it's up to them to decide if it's trauma, not us. If a patient is like, I feel traumatized by that experience. I, I can't say, no, you're not feeling traumatized. I mean, that, that would be completely unfair because that's how they're, but, but here's the, here's the thing. That's How you're interpreting trauma, so we also have so that's where the whole interpretation part comes in. How you interpret stuff that is real danger or not real danger, it's also well, like how you interpret if it's trauma. Not
1: real danger that's a separate issue. If it's not real know. danger,
0: right. no, that's that's where the point lies. If it's whole, not, s- yes, I, I that, that that is a separate issue. That you're right, and then we the need likelihood, right? That. The likelihood that more mm-hmm. than one child went through some. Trauma, trauma with a gun.
1: Probably. Let's just put it in the objective
0: box for a minute. The likelihood. The
1: finger gun trauma. Yes,
0: the likelihood is very little. But, you know, kids pick up everything. I mean, my kid's all ears. I mean, I, they pick up everything. So they pick up our, what we say. Of course. We, they pick up what's on TV. They pick up what their teachers say. So they're coming to these... Uh, they're coming to these... Uh, you know, decisions based off lots of different things that are, lots of different things that are uh, molding them. But yes, I think the overall answer would be to educate the entire class. And if someone needed some specialized attention, that's where I would take that person out individually and be like, "Hey, look," and have some conference. This is just if I was a teacher. I'm not a teacher.
1: Okay. See, this makes sense to me. This is from Berkeley's national registry of evidence-based programs and practices and it says behavioral mental health professionals more broadly define trauma as resulting from an event series of events or set of circumstances that is experienced by an individual so that's where the subjectivity comes in as physically or emotionally harmful or life-threatening and that has lasting adverse effects on the individual's functioning and mental, physical, social, emotional or spiritual
0: well-being. Yes, that's a lot. That is a mouthful of people. That's like 95% a of our population. Gun leads to lasting that is not adverse effects. Did you, but did, that 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 definition, that covers lasting a lot.
1: adverse effects. There's, the
0: finger gun? For whatever, whatever. wrong with you. Right? But see there, there that person may have had like previous, previous trauma. Yes, um, we both think that like Oh my God. Like if my kid came home, I'd be like, what happened? Not, and I would, of course, never well, say again, that. I mean, I, I say, what the hell is wrong with you all the time? But I would actually be genuinely curious. I'd actually be like, nice try. Because I'm like, you yeah, are going to grow up to be a sexually, like a serial killer.
1: I would be like, did somebody try to sexually molest you using a finger gun to your head or something? I mean, I would be so confused. I'd be like, please tell me that that's why you're a For what? if you can't cough up an example like that, I mean lasting adverse effects on your life? I mean, well, because, relationships, work?
0: Well, no, it could be just one small thing. It, it could be, like, developing, like, um, an anxiety disorder. I mean, the thing is, it's nothing that on the outside you can say that's not trauma. And again, trauma. it would
1: have to be pretty extreme, and somebody would have to literally for you, you
0: with their f- finger gun. For you, right? I actually agree in the sense we live in a... <laughs> What I can say is we don't live in a neighborhood. I'm not, I'm not worried about... Uh, well, I shouldn't say I'm not okay. worried about gun violence. That's good. crazy because there has been.
1: There, there's, a, there's a definition in the DSM. This is from the 5th edition, the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders from the American Psychiatric Association used by psychiatrists to diagnose behavioral conditions. Okay, And the DSM-5 definition of trauma... Um, is exposure to actual or threatened death, serious injury, or sexual violence.
0: Well, let me tell you.
1: Now, that's a good definition. That's, that's a great a definition. definition. That's I would,
0: as- would ascribe to. You, if, 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 you if, if would. If,
1: if, as a reasonable person.
0: You would, but there. Believe and in, me, and
1: frankly, in court, I, that's all. I, that's the gold standard. Is the D. There's D. a so.
0: lot of gaps in that. If you think that trauma is defined like by that by people today, oh no, 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 no. There's a lot no, of gray. In Portland, there's know, a lot I of gray between that believe entire.
1: Me, I know it's not. In this email, which is she knows why. It's not, I, not, and I think that's a problem.
0: Yeah, I, I believe me. We're I, circling the dream. I I agree. Do I have some phenomenal answer? No, I guess, like I was saying earlier, if I was a teacher, I would probably really try to drill down where that was coming from. Because it also might be, it also, but it it also teaches, but no, I'm just saying, like, if I was a teacher, and once again, I'm not saying I'm like that. It
1: comes down, if it's the DSM definition of trauma, that's not something you want to explore with the student in front of you. Not
0: explore, no, but you're not exploring that. You're, you're exploring what happens when you think you've got trauma? I mean, not that I think that they don't have trauma, but but that's my, after
1: you have figured out from the student what makes them uncomfortable. Once like they, the class, I don't know, it just looks like a gun, and I don't me, like guns. Then you go, okay, we're going to talk about this tomorrow. No, but
0: to me, this is a if it's, an opportunity. You know, Father
1: O'Shaughnessy you know, held a finger gun to my head while he-
0: Okay, right, but molested I right, me. but that but, was but the DSM. But this definition. is what, but but okay, but so that is opposite what we're talking about. Also, that there's conversations; people have conversations. Here's a time for a class to have a conversation with someone says I'm uncomfortable and someone on the other side says, Well, I'm not uncomfortable. And then the two of them hash it out and they talk about it. If it, That's it doesn't par-
1: fit the DSM definition of Well, class, but good luck.
0: That's never gonna happen though. Good Otherwise, luck. it's not appropriate it's, for the class. It's ne- that is Obviously. Ne- right, but that DSM definition, nobody believe me, I let me tell you, that is that does that covers like there's 98% of people that fit in between all of that. That initial definition that you gave, that you were talking about, that's most people. It's your perception of trauma. Someone might hear something that talks, to, you know, someone who lives a much different lifestyle might hear my trauma and be like, shut the fuck up. You don't know trauma, right? I mean, we're all sort of in these. Uh, yeah, but
1: that's not what this is.
0: Well, you're no, a no, no. Right. You're,
1: you're, no. You're, Right, but they don't need to explore your trauma on this podcast. Although I'm sure it would be great. My uh, what content? We we don't need to explore your trauma on this podcast. Although I'm sure it would be great content. (laughs) That would be like six hours. I
0: haven't even gotten a therapist yet, so yes, no, that would be. Believe me, but knowing you, your trauma will fit.
1: It will fit the DSM criteria, and I'm not concerned that it won't. I I think the question is. My guess is that this student said. It looks like a gun, or students. It looks like a gun. I don't like guns, and guns are scary, and that makes me uncomfortable. Guns make me feel unsafe. It makes me think yeah. of school shootings, and that You're would totally be totally right. appropriate.
0: Totally to with the class. but then that's that, and, but that's what I'm talking about. Then that's when you stop and you say, "Okay, class," because guess what? The the word trauma. I mean, and I do. I mean, <laughs> that's a really hard topic because I don't know if you, because it would be really easy to say, "Hey, look." Let's talk about what really trauma means, and then you take your DSM. A lot of people would be like, well, you can't just use that DSM because everyone perceives trauma differently because it infects their life differently.
1: Okay, so does that mean that the way everybody perceives trauma is equal? No, absolutely not. Well... No. Right, so... But I think that applies at every side of the spectrum. Like a super privileged person totally uh, might feel traumatized if their trip to right. Paris gets canceled. Totally, it's all and relative. Somebody worked out of their mind in a tent on Southwest Broadway might yes. say, um, "I mean, it could be as simple as my relative. relative." Right,
0: right. It's all relative. So all you can do is take care of the umbrella of the problem because you're right. I mean, you're never. There's, there's no gonna. I don't wanna say there's it's not gonna be equal, but you're not gonna put thirty kids in class or whoever got pulled out of the school system, like twenty in the class, and expect that they're gonna have the same ability to deal with trauma or the ability to deal with anxiety, or that they haven't had trauma that, you know, maybe no one knows about. I mean Or
1: that their anxiety is I don't want to use the term valid, is reasonable, right? I mean, isn't that why we seek mental health? No shit, we that's reasonable. That our yes. Anxiety is, is right. out of proportion from the event.
0: Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna let you in on a little situation that I thought this is gonna sound ridiculous. And actually, this is a ridiculous story, but for some reason it like resonated with me in my mind when I was having my conversation. So at my kids' soccer game the other day, it's raining, right, and I'm like were there, was there anybody masked? No, actually, there was nobody masked. Nobody masked. No nobody players masked. And no. no parents. No. See,
1: half of our well, we players, at this, least so. half of our players. Well, that makes no makes sense. sense. A quarter and a half of our players are masked, even in pouring rain. And a quarter, I'd say about a quarter of the parents are masked. What they like to do is mask the kids, because, of course, the kids aren't vaccinated. But we still have at least a quarter of our soccer well, it's not they they and running. And I have a, I've talked about this on the podcast before, but I have a colleague who masks at the soccer games to prove to peers of the kid and the parents of these peers that she's not a Trump supporter. Oh my God. I
0: get that though. I mean, the worst part of that is... It's like it's only a reflection she, she on yourself. Doesn't
1: think it's scientifically reasonable.
0: She just well, okay, well that. Of course. I mean, and I there. sadly, you know what? I get that. I mean, it's ridiculous because you're like, okay, I'm a smart, science-driven person. I know I should move, but it is. It's a weird, like, oh my god, I'm not. a It's officer. a lot of pressure. It is, and it's ridiculous because the bottom line is, it's like, shut up. I don't really care. Okay, wait. So back to my story with anxiety. This is important because Great I, point.
1: That's part of where I think this mask mandate comes from. Both the indoor and the outdoor. I well, think the outdoor is it's, crazy. Even the indoor. People are not wearing N95s.
0: Well, I know. And,
1: and they're eating in restaurants. Yes, and they're going I to know. bars. We're going to bars.
0: I don't know what you're talking <laughs> about.
1: I don't live the house. Well, I go, I go to restaurants and bars. And I will tell I you, I do take, I do take the mask off. And I don't even bother with the N95 because I'm not worried about getting the coronavirus. I'm vaccinated and I'm in good health. I'm not concerned about it. So I wear a cloth mask around. It's the whole thing. Even the indoor mask mandate is silly to me.
0: Oh, a so mandate. Oh God, that's another like real, real hot topic because
1: it's it's. I believe it's purely political. Now I the think that there's mandate. so many layers
0: of the mandate, and it's. Just, I mean, and see, this is the other problem. You start talking about the mandate, and if you waver any question to the mandate. Then you look like an anti-vaxxer. Well, so you know, I, what I'm
1: interested in is as a nurse, I happen to know that you're you have a vaccine mandate in this state. Yes, and yes. Clearly, you're you not only double vaxxed, you have the booster, but not all of your colleagues. Um, well, I mean, I think that you. I mean, it looks like this is from.
0: I think katu. 400 people. Com, I think 400 people got October 21st, on.
1: 2021. Uh, OHSU, this is just one employer, I mean there are many, uh, they all have vac- vaccine mandates. OHSU says 98% of members vaccinated for COVID, 261 people face termination. Now clearly this doesn't extend to you, but do you have colleagues at work who are anti-vax? Anti.
0: I mean I not, have, not, not I did,
1: anti-covid-vax.
0: No. Uh, no, I no. The only person I know is like an anti vax vax like all anti. Okay. I, mean, yeah, I put
1: them in a different category. Yeah,
0: that's a whole different situation. No, I mean, there's definitely a mandate versus not mandate. And once again, this isn't the problem. Is this isn't a conversation about vaccine? Like, I'm 100 percent behind vaccine. I believe in vaccines. Everyone vaccines should in get in the vaccine.
1: Or the COVID vaccine.
0: The COVID vaccine. I mean, all vaccines You're 100% for me. Behind the
1: COVID vaccine for
0: four. See, those are a lot of layers. But yes, I am for the vaccine. I think people should get the vaccine. I think that's our, our huge ticket out of this situation. Do this you is,
1: understand why people... Like, let's talk about... We, we both listened to the Joe Rogan, Sanjay Gupta podcast. So which was excellent. Which was excellent. Um, so, like, for people like Rogan who were the pinnacle of health, I mean, do you under... Despite being 100% pro-vaccine... Are you? Do you think he's reasonable?
0: I thought his point was fascinating when he turned it around and said, uh, once Sanjay had said, Hey, look, I like how I'm like talking about him in a first name person, like I know him, like I'm gonna call him later. I'm like, I have tightness in my chest. Is this COVID? <laughs> Should I get checked? Um, I thought it was interesting how he pressed him on, like, why do you get to have your feelings of safety? Because you're young and healthy. Granted, he got the vaccine, so it's slightly different. But I mean, he pressed him on certain things that were interesting. And and at the end of the day, yes, if you are high risk, immune compromised, or exposed often, yes, you should get, uh, I do believe you should absolutely get the vaccine. And I really do think the vaccine is a good, I mean, I trust it. It was just more the question of the mandate part of it. Whether or not we're in a position like there was another podcast that I listened to that talked about the fact that should it be vaccinated or you have antibodies. Like what about all the people like think about how many people got let go that had already had covid. Right? I mean, so what what it, what does that mean? I mean, if you've already well, had covid, I mean, we don't know
1: better immunity than people who are vaccinated
0: that I cannot speak to because I have not specifically read anything and I am I do think data is huge and where you get it and I I have not personally read anything and there's probably plenty of things um you probably actually already have them and I don't but well,
1: but again what I think is amazing is this for instance this Brookings Institute study um it's a this is a left-leaning think tank how misinformation is distorting covid policies and behaviors december 22nd 2020 that i don't think this has changed because my understanding is the, the delta although more contagious is no more deadly the risk the relative risk of covid even today particularly compared to other threats
0: It's, it's more not, deadly for the unvaccinated. The unvaccinated are screwed. The vaccinated, you're fine. You're going to stay out of the hospital.
1: But vaccinated or not, the, the data is the percentage of people who have been infected by the coronavirus who need to be hospitalized is between 1% and 5%. This is the from the Brookings Institute data, between 1% and 5%. Now... Less than one in five adults give a correct answer of between one and five percent. Many adults, 35%, say that at least half of infected people need hospitalization. And Democrats more than Republicans are more likely to overestimate this harm. I think because COVID is painted as being this super deadly contagion akin to Ebola. When it turns out that particularly, I mean, yes, for vaccinated people, but just people in general.
0: Well, it's it's fairly... The risk factor is age. Age and then obesity. Yeah, there you go. So, I mean, so I think what it is is that we've just never seen something like that ravage the world. um, And I think that's what makes it... um,
1: But I mean, 1% to 5%. If you told me I have a 1% to 5% chance of living, I would be devastated. Because I would assume that would mean for sure that I would die. But yet if you tell somebody you have a look, you have COVID, that's the bad news. But the good news is we're talking about a reasonably healthy person, not I know, that's less awful. than I mean, seventy five years. You'd say, look, you've got between a one and five
0: chance I think, to go the hospital. I think you're
1: gonna be okay. Right. And they it, find that hard especially know, in Portland. I, I th- know. They would not believe I that. I know.
0: I know, and I think that you have to look at a few different things. I guess you would have to think, okay, well, what, what would be the harm in getting, right? What would be the harm in getting the vaccine? Like, as an adult, over the age of 40, and my well, risk I'm not factors. Concerned.
1: I'm double concerned. I'm double-backed. I am double vaccinated. i do not have you're, the booster Right, like, but I'm you're, you're a, I might get the
0: booster. You're, I'm not afraid of the booster. Well, no, I mean, I don't, I'm don't. i not afraid. I, I just, I don't even know where I was going with that thought. God damn. Well, what, what about,
1: see, I think the mandate is different. The personal choice to be vaccinated, that's one thing, but should there be Governor Kate Brown's vaccine mandate says, if you're, my understanding is, if you're a healthcare professional, you, you have to get vaccinated. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So what do you think about the mandate?
0: I, I, I have to say it's, it's awkward because at first I was like, oh my God, of course, if you're, if you're in public health and then you care about the vulnerable and of course you should get vaccinated because... This that and the other thing, and then I started thinking about it, and I had listened to this other podcast about, and, and maybe it should be more that is the mandate the best way to get to get people to get the vaccine. Is that the best way to do it? I mean, I that that that's a question. It's like, is that the best way is to force someone I don't into know that doing I have it? Have
1: a personal. I can see both sides, and I don't. I don't really have a personal. Place to plant my flag on this, quite
0: yet. Well, and then I'm just wondering who got let go, right?
1: Well, I want
0: to, I would like to know. I am according
1: to, to <clears throat> KATU, this is from what is K2 News say? It, this is from October 21st, 2021. Uh, as of Thursday, OHSU had more than 96% of its employees, students, and volunteers fully vaccinated, accounting for 21,694 people. There are 100 partially vaccinated people who have been placed on temporary leave until they complete the vaccine series so far oHSU has approved 32 medical or religious exemptions the oHSU vaccine exemption review committee is still evaluating other exemption requests the hospital's latest report stated they have 40 patients hospitalized with covid 29 not fully vaccinated 11 fully vaccinated there are 10 patients in the icu with covid seven of them are not fully vaccinated and the other three were fully vaccinated and see Rogan would like obviously focus on this three that were fully vaccinated in the ICU and go, Persuade me that. I mean, I know it's seven are not fully vaccinated. That's obviously more than three, but Rogan would say something like, Persuade me that the vaccine works. We've got three people in the ICU fully vaccinated, people who've died fully vaccinated. If I'm a perfectly healthy person, I mean, I would say. I think the question is, is My argument would be to, to help, see, it's so interesting. My argument would be to help the elderly. Because you're protecting. Yes, you're protecting other un- people. And compromised. Right, right. Um, particularly the, those who are unvaccinated, but even the vaccinated, because obviously they can die and end up in the ICU. And what's so interesting is a lot of our friends that we've had, you and I have had these debates with will we'll be like, fuck the unvaccinated. can go fuck themselves they shouldn't go to the hospital and i would say then don't i mean yes there are some fully vaccinated people who die and end up in the icu but my understanding of the data is if you're unvaccinated you're far more vulnerable and i would say to my friends well then why are you arguing about community spread to protect the small amount the small percentage of people who are fully vaccinated who are going to end up dead or in the icu really the people you're protecting friends who are who hate the unvaccinated are the unvaccinated and i would be like it's it's hard it's hard to employ the community spread argument when you want the unvaccinated to die
0: well totally i mean i think part of it is getting vaccinated especially in public health is to protect others so i think that's worse and then some people will would push back,
1: but see what's then they have to admit. What's so fascinating is, and maybe we should have this argument with some of our friends. And I think they would have to admit that there are some, pe- there, there is a percentage of people that are fully vaccinated, that are ending up dead and in the ICU. The vaccine is not one hundred
0: percent. It's not one hundred percent. But if you get sick, you're not going to. Most likely, you will not end up in the I, hospital. I agree with you. This is
1: more a question but of I like. I would say to these people who want the unvaccinated dead. Okay, so is community spread or presented? Yeah, I mean I that's also safe.
0: think I also think having the attitude, I mean, we've become so black and white in terms of like if you have if you waver, then you're an asshole, you're trying to kill people. You're not you don't want to protect society as a whole. And that's where it's hard for me, where it's like these knee-jerk, and I know I do it personally, but these knee-jerk responses of like, well, you're just an idiot. You you don't you don't know what you're talking about, you're stupid. You're this, that, and the other you're thing. You're getting all
1: your information from memes on Facebook. And, and the, problem,
0: getting- the problem is those people that aren't getting their misinformation are the ones who don't want to get the vaccination and the one and it's like, and then trying to force them to do it is only making a problem worse. Like if right, you see right. all these I, like I think there's a downside
1: about people digging
0: in their heels. Well, of and they course. Are in. Well, and how is that not gonna make them and well, and then I'd like to know who's getting cut. Is it nurses? Is it physicians? Is it the cafeteria workers? Is it housekeeping? Who out of those four hundred fifty? Who is it, right? Is it a is it a general population? And I, I'm probably going to screw something up, but I I would be I would be curious if it would what population uh, across the hospital? What you know? What department? Maybe that's the word I'm looking for. What department? was impacted the most in terms of people losing jobs and where you know it like for example if it was like okay well 95 percent of cafeteria employees left so well then then I would I guess my question would be like I'd like to drill down is it
1: socioeconomic I mean my first response well, would be is it socioeconomic I don't know I mean the answer it must it, the answer I, might I would be say it's highly it's certainly correlated
0: I, I mean yes I think so but if but if we want to get the information i mean we can see where i mean i would love to see where those 450 people were because yeah, i do think i do think that i mean but i think that's I'm, important I'm assuming
1: its socioeconomic but they're not it, is it, your is here's a question being in healthcare is your anecdotal experience I would probably that it is socioeconomic
0: i would yes i would lean towards yes and that's where i'm kind of like well does a man is a mandate a good thing? Is it a bad thing? Is it not really supporting this conversation of other than you don't want to get it, you're an idiot? You know, I just don't know if it's the best avenue. And really I the only reason I was pressed on it was listening to this physician talking about it. I mean, some random person on podcast that a lot of people listen to, smart guy, but just giving are the person broken,
1: who are you talking about?
0: Well, Rogan, and there was a couple other people that I listened, and I'll send you the podcast. I mean, one of my girlfriends from work sent Melissa, it to me. what
1: you... His,
0: uh, it's, um... Uh, oh God, I don't it's know. It's okay if you don't remember. No, but I'm going to send it to you. Because it was more that he just brought up points that pushed sort of the questioning as to why mandate is going to work. Because there's a lot of knee-jerk of like, well, of course, yes, yes, you should do it, of course. You're in healthcare, you need to protect people. Firemen, policemen... You know, what, what how do you start doing the risk the risk benefit in terms of who you who you mandate? Right? I mean, it just seems like it can become a very slippery slope. Um, and I would be very curious to see the population or the departments that were impacted the most and I see agree. And they're not releasing and, that, but I No, and, and then see that and 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 I wonder what potential long-term public health problems that will that, that this will cause because how many how many, I, I bet a high percentage of those people have already had COVID.
1: And I'm not saying that. Well, they might be, they might have better antibodies than you.
0: And, may, me. and, and you know what? I don't know the answer. I know that everyone no, has said you get, you get the vaccine. Of vaccines. course, that's all
1: secret. So they're not going to release that.
0: Well, I mean, they say if you, even if you've had it, you should get it. I mean, oh, so they're I, mandating it. It's are right? But even but, if, but if, I mean,
1: even if you've recovered two weeks ago, you need to get the fucking vaccine, right? Before. And see,
0: that's where I'm like, okay, well, I personally need to see. This is like my lack of preparation for your show. I want to see the data that says, okay, this is you know those your protection wanes over time. I think a lot of this is unknown. I think if anyone tries to say everything right. is definitive, it's that's then that's the person you shouldn't probably listen to because I think it's just constantly it's constantly changing so it's but i guess my assumption would be if you've had it you've got some protection that would protect you from not getting in the hospital and i just wonder out of those 400 people i guess my question would be how many of those people have had it and does yeah. that and does that count and does that count for anything because let's just say let's just throw it out there let's just say it is socioeconomic Let's I'm, just say... Let's just go out and say... I'm going on it, but I... I I'm going to lean towards the answers, what? yes. I'm going to lean... But, but I don't... lean towards yes, well. I'm leaning... Le- but I... But... Because
1: even... I don't think... See but with that being article. said, I just
0: want to be clear that I'm not making any generalizations.
1: No, but, like, this is an article from OPB, October 20th, 2021. Vaccination falls prey to politics as Oregon's rural and urban counties drift further apart. And I would say that socioeconomic-based... OPB in this article argues that it is political affiliation based and although I know political affiliation has something to do with it the high socioeconomic status Republicans are all vaccinated the ones I know are vaccinated Trump is vaccinated Trump Trump is responsible for the fucking vaccine everybody forgets this Portland in particular Trump is the reason we have the vaccine I mean mind blowing even our Neighbor I who know, I know. wants the unvaccinated to die will uh, admit that yeah, was yeah. yeah, the, va- the vaccine. He did the fast He's fast. vaccinated. I know he had COVID, but he did get vaccinated. Abbott is vaccinated. DeSantis is vaccinated.
0: All, all the yes, I think I think yes, I think you, right. together are vaccinated. I think you can make a generalization, probably one that leans to you your bias might would be yes is that it is so then my question is then what happens to those 450 people right because they're not going to get unemployment right because it's probably considered insubordination that they got fired so now what happens
1: well and, and then you have more
0: of a distress and I'm just it's like once again I, I mean this is where I'm talking about having the conversation I'm, I'm certain I sound like a complete idiot to many people who will be like she has no idea what she's talking about which is fine because I, I'm, I'm interested, in to, I'm interested in having the conversations with someone who isn't going to attack me in terms of like you're an idiot. I can't believe you'd even say that. But a conversation in terms of like how do you connect with other people that may not think exactly like you? And if we can't connect on that place, and I'm not sure how you change people's minds. Okay. I mean, like you just. If you think you're just going to step outside of them, you're not going to have any, there is human connection. And part of that human connection is also the conversation that you have with other people that you can be authentically honest without feeling like someone's going to be like, you're a monster. I mean, i I think that's a terrible, a terrible place to be. We've had this conversation before. Like I don't, I, I don't ever want to like be disrespectful to someone or be totally off base because I have plenty to learn. And and uh, things are constantly evolving. So I'm fine with getting the impact, I mean the input back about it. But those are just some of my thoughts and sort of how they changed. And I don't know, maybe they'll change later. I just think it's a slippery slope. We have to be careful and mandating someone, forcing someone may not be, I think, the most ideal way. I mean, I know we we're giving like donuts. How and, did your thought
1: process evolve at uh, no. that point? What changed what, do you remember the specific point in time I mean maybe it was super gradual but do you remember the point in time where you realized oh my god my initial reaction was yes, I think the what I did is s- correct and then I ch- I've changed my mind I
0: think what I saw I I, I I thought god who is gonna who are who are the people that're gonna lose their jobs they're the ones that we want to protect they're they're, this is me being... They're socioeconomically vulnerable. Y- yes, I... I, I, I. eat not the FBs. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't want to make any generalizations. So any generalizations that I'm making, which I probably am and I know are incorrect, I'm sure I would get feedback on, which is totally fine. But yes, I guess from my bias, my assumption, I have been in, I have been with the public for the last two decades. So I feel like I have kind of a pulse on that. And when I think about the people that will be losing their jobs, I think the the people who that you have the conversations with that are totally off-base and you're like, wow, do you really think this way? This is crazy. What I do know is forcing them is probably the worst possible way to get someone who's already hesitant to do something.
1: I think there's something to your assumptions.
0: I, I mean, um, there are assumptions. they are generalizations. I think
1: there's something to it. There is... This is from the Center for Infectious Disease Research and Policy from the University of Minnesota, where um, podcast favorite, Dr. Osterholm, who does mask effectiveness education is from, he was on Biden's COVID transition team. Poor US counties have lower COVID-19 vaccine uptake. This is from June 18th, 2021 a study yesterday in vaccine a publication revealed socioeconomic disparities in county level COVID-19 vaccine uptake uptake with a 32% lower vaccination rate in the most disadvantaged areas so there is data to support that idea that it it's i mean the, yes i certain yes. socioeconomic status certainly plays into this
0: and say, Right. And I mean, and it's hard because some of the people who are like the loudest about the anti-vaxxing are like people who are fundamentalists and just sound crazy. That's, I mean, it's like, and then it's like, what happens is you hear those crazy people and then they become a voice for all the people that just may have hesitation. And hesitation is okay. You should have, a, yeah, like, I mean.
1: Like the, the people that I think we would regard as maybe not particularly educated, but. That's why, I, that's why discharge is.
0: Well, that's why discharge instructions are done for like a sixth grade level, right? I mean, so those are all the little things that have you to mean be like
1: when somebody leaves your care in the hospital. Discharge mm-hmm. instructions—that's what you mean by that. Those, yeah, I that mean that you panel. you
0: keep it. You I mean yeah you have to you have to read the room. You have to understand what you're dealing, what you're the person you're communicating with, and understanding all the intricacies and things that I can't even like. I am not going to be able to understand my patient who's grown up in poverty, her trauma, whatever you want to call it, where she got to be, where she is with her decisions. I have no clue. And believe me, there's a lot of hard stories out there. A lot of people have a lot of shit.
1: You know what's interesting? Oregon, I think Kate Brown would say she's a friend of the poor. I mean, I think part of the reason that I loved the Democratic Party was because I felt like we were... I mean, this is pre-Clinton. Post-Clinton, I think we were more aligned with rich interests because post-Clinton, it was business interests. It was, I mean, we really switched over. It was um, free trade. And pre-Clinton, I feel like the party was pretty aligned with, frankly, with the poor. And I thought that that was the right side to to be on. Post-Clinton, I, I certainly don't know that that's true. I mean, I think Part of the reason Hillary lost is because she was seen as an elitist I think Trump appealed to a lot of poor people because he was seen as a, a savior that's what it was he the people people think the reason you talk like a moron is why they loved him well
0: I mean okay Now, careful, careful how you say that though that I mean that is a that is a complete generalization that completely like basically if you voted part of that actually is true but
1: you know there I've is this, there, there
0: there is a there is people in poverty. I mean they did this whole documentary about how people who are in poverty and poverty has its Own definition. You can smell poverty. It's there. You know what? They saw him. They saw someone who are you're you're desperate. You're desperate for something to change. So if you got someone in power towns
1: or company towns and their jobs have been eviscerated. Yeah, and and you got
0: yeah. Yes, of course. Like we're gonna make it better. We're gonna make it better. And I get I get that. Right. When
1: people were blown away, and and I was one of them. I was blown away when he lost. I woke up and I thought I was living in some kind of fever dream, and I started. You know what? I read J.D. Vance's book. I started doing uh, research on why people uh, switched from because because for him to win, even though he didn't win the popular vote, they enough swing voters had to switch from Obama to Trump. And I did I did research on why they did that. And to a person, it was people who felt ignored by Hillary, who felt that she talked down to them, who felt that. Maybe Obama understood them, but Hillary didn't, and Trump spoke their language and he engaged with them in grievance politics.
0: Well, but he also spoke to them in terms of just the hierarchy hierarchy of like Maslow's needs, right? Right. I mean, so when you speak to someone who can't pay their rent, that you're gonna fix things. Yeah, you're gonna. Ha- I mean, like drain swamp. when yeah, you're when you're when you're in, when you're, when you're Living in poverty or you're poor you're hanging on to hope and you might put that hope in well, somebody You don't need to be
1: woke like
0: if your oh, mom Shit if you're not eating jobs, yeah guess what if you're not eating and you're just struggling yeah, You don't have time to be you woke are putting food I mean yes I mean yeah I, I, and you, I mean, you don't have time to go to a George
1: Floyd protest you have to report to work You don't have time to stay home
0: or you, you have, have to feed your kids, your yeah, because guess what? In, in the, the middle living, of COVID. Right, and living... You just yeah. want to go to work and get a paycheck. Yeah, which is important, right? You have to live, you have to eat, it and that's a whole... I mean, fundamental. Right, so, so if you've got someone who may make that better, if I was living in poverty, I'd probably lean towards that. In some hope, I mean...
1: What's fascinating is, I think Kate Brown would say, I'm on the side of poor people. I think Ted Wheeler would say... I'm on the sort of side of poor people. And what I'm hearing from you, and what makes sense to me, is that there are a fair amount of low socioeconomic status people and poor people who are not interested in this vaccine. Well, I mean, it's, it's like a heart of okay, why so why I... don't we have compassion for these people? Uh, well, why so we okay, so in persuading them instead of mandating.
0: Well, okay, right. so there's a lot of things. So it's like it, it, you know, it's funny. Is I mean, I, I what I have to see is I have to see the data. see now, for me to even make these generalizations, well, we I We did some data from you. We did, right? And I, it's hard and to make, make right? I just don't. Standard, I just right? don't want to generalize that those are the only people because I'm sure there's smart upper class. Well, Joe Rogan's one of them. What, what, whatever that are that are that, are that are not sure getting it. Class. I guess what I'm saying in general, with any topic that someone is so defensive about, what I do know
1: okay, this, is this forcing is someone to, see, to see. try to
0: change their decision. Is the worst. I agree. It's like escalating with your child when your kid's assing out. Like the more you escalate, the more they ass out. So to me, trying to convince someone who's adamant and they've learned everything from misinformation, me like <laughs> pounding it into it, does nothing but piss them off and be like, you're part of the problem.
1: 100% agree. This is from the CDC, June fourth, 2021. Vaccine disparities are largest for two themes: socioeconomic status, 61%. That accounted for 61% and household composition and disability 42% versus 60%. So counties with higher levels of so- social vulnerability have been disproportionately affected by COVID-19
0: and, and I and I and I think we should energy. and their vaccination, right? And I think we so have,
1: that all the data supports what we're saying. I don't think we need to worry about making subject.
0: Well, no, I know, but it's also this sort of question comes. Obviously, I so live be in employers. Portland because what I think is the first thing I think of is like, oh my god, you're calling poor people vulnerable. Well, I think that's okay.
1: I don't know any. I per-
0: dispute that. There are some people I think would dispute that. Me personally, my people are poor people. Well, personally, to me, I'm like that. being poor and not having money and stressing out money makes you vulnerable. Like I have a hard time believing that. And maybe, maybe it's a wrong choice of words. But what I can say is if you are struggling to pay for food, rent, and take care of your kids, call it whatever you want. Call it vulnerable. I, I, I mean, whatever other words you can think of. You are. But that's okay. I mean, you should be. Like, if those are the things that stress you out, you are vulnerable. It's okay. I mean, I feel like... Well, we, Jesus, they're the most important things. Well, because I mean... That's and, what's
1: stressing you out, that's...
0: And you're supposed to be... And you're supposed to be vulnerable. Ugh. We're vulnerable people. Like, I consider myself vulnerable. I've been through parts of my life that are vulnerable. Like... But that's okay. I don't. I think we vulnerable isn't a bad word. I don't know that
1: it's okay. I think
0: it's okay to be vulnerable. I, I mean, I just. But I. Yeah, I guess in a my
1: brown sense, not in a food security sense.
0: Well, I just mean that, like, some people I think would be like, you know, you're assuming that if you're poor, you're vulnerable. And when I say that, I, what I I'm saying like is, oh, well, I I have, okay. and and that's the only reason I'm trying to. Okay. To be aware well, of the fact I that... Well, maybe I used
1: the wrong term, but I, I well, whatever think a term atti- our
0: officials right. would
1: say that they are on the side of poor people. right? I think they Which, would say that yes. they are the number one advocates of poor people. Uh, what's and what's fascinating you're both, is right. there is a sliver of people that fall in between, gorked out of their mind, homeless in a tent and middle class that I don't think Kate Brown or Ted Wheeler speak to.
0: No, no. The middle
1: class, and is... that would be the working poor. And I would say, generally, Portland politics does not speak to the working poor. And if it did, there wouldn't be a vaccine mandate. Because my understanding from this data is that socioeconomic status plays a huge role in
0: whether you get vaccinated or not. And and if that is a hundred percent, and like I said, it's only because I haven't actually read it myself. If that is true, then we have. Then we have to be honest about. Then I feel like, yeah, then we have to be honest about those reasons. And those are uncomfortable, those are what I like to call uncomfortable you- truths. Because it's uncomfortable. Because I don't want to say, well, you're you're lower, I hate that word, lower socioeconomic. You're in this place so you don't understand. But there's lots of stuff we don't understand about people that, like, they can educate us on. If you've got someone who's gotten all like... If we get our information from reputable sources and we acknowledge what well, data I means... i
1: the CDC and the University of Minnesota are rebel, reputable. Right, and
0: you do your research. But if you've got somebody else who's getting all their information from memes and Facebook and stuff, where, how, are, how, how are we faulting... Okay, this is no kind of my know. equivalent. How are we faulting them, in a sense, by their decisions? It's kind of like someone who grows up in a physically abusive household. All they know... Is that's how you deal with it? You were hit as a kid, you hit your kid, right? So that's that's all they know. So if their information is getting incorrect information, then they're going to make decisions based off that incorrect invi- uh, incorrect information. Does that make sense? Yeah. I, it's like you can't you can't blame them. It's like I mean I know you can blame people for those things, but in a way it's not it's not. Fair when you've like, but when it's been brought up in your DNA, it's like who you are, and I don't, I don't think it's fair to basically punish people for decisions that they're making that are based off years of being brought up by God knows who know, but God knows who what, uh, by who. Does that make any sense at all? Probably not, but I don't it, know. Well,
1: I'm, it makes sense when I think about our friends and our people we have in common who think that these people who get their info, these people, the people who get their information from Facebook memes are stupid, are to be laughed at, are to be ridiculed, are, you know, a lot a lot of these people don't come from, I think what you're trying to say is, a lot of those people don't come from the privileged place that you're occupying, and they don't currently occupy it, and they probably will never occupy that.
0: No, sometimes and it's so hard to make fun
1: of them and to deride them totally. and to feel morally superior to them because you got double vaccinated. Yeah. And then and a lot of and a lot of these people. But jump I mean that, that that's the thing. A lot it's of says, these people jump line. They didn't even get the vaccine when they were supposed to. They lied to get it, and and they think they're morally superior. I mean, She's I, I right, but I think
0: members. that that's, that's a huge thing, this moral, you feel morally superior to somebody else. And it's like, part of me, I'm like, you have no right to feel. I mean, I get it, believe me. My gut, when I does, someone doesn't want to do it, my gut is, you're an idiot. But I'm also like, I'm no better than you are. Who am I? I'm not anybody. I'm not any more woke than you are. And I'm the first person to admit it. I've, I've got a shit, tons of stuff to learn. But it's like, I'm, no, I'm, not moral, I'm not the moral police. But I think it's unfair not to t- step out of your own world for five minutes or 10 minutes or whatever and try to just step out of your world to sort of connect to something that seems so foreign that maybe that would be a connection on a level that might make someone be like, oh, maybe I should get the vaccine. But saying, I'm sorry you're going to do this or lose your livelihood... It's, to me, is cr- it's almost cruel. because Especially I, when
1: these people are already at the margins.
0: It, well, we I mean, but, but that's the problem. That it's like they not put... That they are major- right. I think we
1: can accept. University it's kind of like not
0: putting them in school and being like, no, it's equality. It's like you've s- screwed a lot of kids in the public health crisis. That is going to... By closing the schools. By closing the schools and everyone's like, no. We, you know, it's, you know, the kids who are most um, impacted, you know, they should be at home, they shouldn't be at school. And it's like... We left so many kids behind. I mean, it is tragic. So they needed to be at school. Oh yes, that they I, need to I, be at school. I think
1: now. The majority of reasonable people
0: put than yes. in a different
1: box. The majority of reasonable people, even in this country, can agree that those kids, that ki- the majority of kids should have been in school.
0: Of course, they should have. But all the kids that weren't in school, I think the public health crisis that's going to unfold that we don't even of, see, of we course, don't even know, is going to be ten times frankly, worse. Physical health. Then all the equity that we totally yes. boast, and it's that I think that's where I have a hard time. Where it's like, the no, term equity
1: is a charm that is
0: meaningless. I, I mean, it's a great word, and I get it, but it's like there's some weird, like, ugly truth. It's just w- a word. Yeah, and it's like it's like I'm sorry. I'm sorry doesn't mean anything unless things actually change. Right. So it's that's like exactly
1: right. If you're still drunk, please don't come over and clean up my house. Yeah,
0: <laughs> something like that, right? I mean, I just it's interesting. I got this text from a colleague. We were
1: talking about people who are you know the people who are masking because of political affiliation not because of science and i think it applies to vaccines and the unvaccinated certainly in portland and what she said is it's a certain smugness isn't it a way of looking down on people
0: i mean and and, and like i said i'm the first to take that in and i mean i think that there's see this is why conversation is important because it's like, you're right. I mean, it, it, it in a sense. It is a way. I mean, not that I would intentionally do it to do it as a I, I've as smugness. I've never laugh at the unvaccinated, but i We know
1: people. We've we have socialized with people. They laugh at the unvaccinated. They think they're
0: retarded. Yeah, I mean, I like. She did not mean to say that R word. That slipped. No, out. It, we use it consistently on the pod. It's okay. Okay. Um,
1: <laughs> you don't <laughs> have
0: to use it. We cut, use it. Cut that. Cut that R word out. Um, <laughs> See, you are you, you do a great job. I'm like totally lost my train of thought. know, maybe that's parado. Well, I no. I, let me just
1: bring you back. So you and I have had conversations with people.
0: Oh, because it's are, easy who to are be like wishing right, the unvaccinated right. dead. Yeah, and I to me, I'm like, do I agree with the unvaccinated? No. Do I think you're crazy? Yeah. Those are my assumptions. I'm just trying to think in a bigger part of society of what really is gonna maybe make a difference is if, if we all get off that high horse. And try to connect with those horses that may not be in the same barn. Does that so make are, sense? Yes, I
1: do. So are you? Saying I'm making no what sense. Mo- no, you are. Oh. But what I'm most interested in is what was your thought evolution? Because I know you were you were on the side of go fuck yourself. I am vaccinated. Don't come to my house. I, I know. I know. I know.
0: I and know. now
1: I'm hearing. You know what? I have some compassion for the. Unvaccinated. You know why? Because was it. it the poc- you cited the podcast was be- it that or was it something else? Because no. I know before the Rogan Gupta podcast, I only said that to you because I heard you saying there might be some. Uh, there might be some nuance. To it, was, it was. It was. It was
0: just the evolution, which all science should be. I mean, you should be thinking I about know, but it. You. What should...
1: was it that? was there a pivotal point or was it I, our-
0: I, and I don't even know when it was I think okay. it, it was what what it was was when I first realized who was going to be getting laid off because I was like well who had a who had do, so who anecdotally you do know who's gonna who was gonna well, be yeah laid off I have to a pretty good idea because so, I'm I'm a, I mean I have a I have a a stronger idea I don't want to pretend that I know and I don't want to pre- I, I don't want to call anyone vulnerable that's not vulnerable I don't want to pretend to know anything but what I can say is is it no? Was it in my immediate circle of colleagues that didn't get the vaccine? No, maybe right. one or two, but that's it. So, so I think thats total
1: experiences. It was socioeconomic, and you stepped away for a minute, and you went. You know what? I have compassion for.
0: And compassion, if you want to call it like compassion, it's more just like hey, shit. We got to step. We have to step out because if, what? By not stepping out, it's like it's easy to keep people at at arm's length. Like sometimes I see right. people whose lives are so. Just awful. Just awful. I mean, just terrible things that we have no idea what that's like, and I can't imagine pretending that I would know what that was like. And so I was just trying to think to myself, well, they're not awful people. They're not all awful people, and I'm not not morally superior at all. I'm sure I've made plenty of decisions in my life that many people would disagree with. But what I do know is if you lose that sort of connection with people, I don't know how you expect shit to change. It's kind of like the connection of conversation, of saying something without the risk of sounding like a homophobe or you know, or just being a racist or any of that. Just like the idea of free conversation where I'm where I fully admit that I'm not. I mean I keep saying this it's like I'm not woke I don't know anything I'm more than happy to I don't
1: think you have to be woke to know things
0: well no I think well I actually really have no idea anymore I just know that I'm constantly screwing things up but you know I do have a lot of questions and concerns and you know I'm sure it's it's interesting yeah
1: you know, what's fascinating is... I'm I pulled yammering the, on.
0: I'm so sorry.
1: I pulled up the criteria for vaccine policy exceptions from... Just from one employer from OHSU. Uh-oh. And what's interesting is it, it does not include recently diagnosed with COVID. It doesn't include that. The exceptions are...
0: I don't think that was part of the exception. Well, which why. is
1: interesting because... My understanding is you have pretty good antibodies. If you have well, that. I mean,
0: and once again, I don't actually. I have not personally done any research. For me, though, it do, it would seem just it would seem that we would be slightly denying science if we said that you didn't have some immunity. How much immunity you have, well, I don't I think, know. I think we're still
1: learning, but this is from Right, nature. which we,
0: which we're still learning, so we have to take that. I mean, before you yank away someone's basic needs of functioning in our daily life, shouldn't we look at maybe other alternatives and saying, I'm sorry, you're going to lose your job? Well, and in this, I mean, or do you have
1: a right to a house? If we believe you have a right to a house... Why are you taking away yeah. people's livelihoods?
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I agree. I think that that's... It's almost it's cruel. It's fascinating. It's like taking away skating from Tanya Harding. <laughs> I just it think... It really It's their one thing. Well, I mean, but also it's the one thing that, like, makes your life go. I mean, at the very... At the at the end of the day, you need money to function, to eat, to live, to... Well, to, and to isn't fu-
1: that just as important as the... If not more important than the fucking vaccine? Yeah. we know from yeah. the breaking system yeah. data...
0: Yeah. your risk of being right.
1: hospitalized is between one and five percent. Right. Your so risk it's... of you know being homeless if you're unemployed is probably fucking higher than one and five
0: percent. Yeah, I mean it's de- right. So then the conversation is, then how do you change that part of it? Right? Is it education? Is it like? I and I don't and that's where I'm like I don't know the answer. Like I have a lot of opinions and know, a but lot of thoughts. It might
1: not be. It might not be mandates. I
0: don't think... I personally, from my personal point of view, mandates do not seem... I think it's going to cause a very... I mean, I I wonder what happens when all the police officers and fire... I mean, I'm just... It'll be interesting to see how that happens. I just... I don't agree with the mandates, and I it's like it's almost feeling like embarrassed to even say that, which is ridiculous because it's not like I don't believe in well, vaccines. You can't
1: say that. Can't
0: well, I mean, it's that. just uncomfortable because it's the, the concern that someone's going to think you're some sort of crazy anti-vaxxer, and I'm not. It's just more of I yeah, just. You have a I, kind of I you've I think, I've had think,
1: three shots. Yeah,
0: I, I think the question is just whether mandate is necessarily the best part, the best way to go about changing people who think a different way. think very differently than we do because they've had very different experiences and they've had very different in quotations trauma than we have so it's like taking you know some people will say you know you know the BIPOC community having a mistrust of the police department right so it's like by not acknowledging those things, right? We acknowledge those and fears. A distrust of vaccines. Right. So we have. So we have. So we have to. You can't acknowledge one person's distrust. Right. That's exactly right. And not someone else's We distrust. love. Their, we love the BIPOC in,
1: in Portland. We love the BIPOC community. BIPOC communities distrust of the police, but we won't talk about their distrust of the vaccine. We won't talk about. It. Yeah, and
0: I mean, and I think that's okay. I think acknowledging it. I just, I get, I think what I just don't like is it's just like total knee-jerk reaction to things that make it so that you can't talk about things. But if you do, you the words that are used as weapons are so just intense that it makes you not want to speak, and I hate that because you know it's hard because it conflicts with who you are. But then you don't want to sound, you know, you don't want to sound like you're you're not thoughtful, you don't care about other people, and. You know, you don't believe in science when that's really not Well, speaking the case. speaking
1: of science, this is from the journal Nature, which I think we most of us would agree is credible. This is from May 26, 2021. The headline is had COVID, you'll probably make antibodies for a lifetime.
0: Now, who is this that wrote this? Nature, the journal. Can we use that to me? see
1: and I nothing has is- recovered from mild COVID have bone marrow cells that can churn out antibodies for decades.
0: Okay, so here's what I'm going to say with all research, right? And I think you do a great job of it because I think you do actually. Basically, I'm just here. I don't really, I don't really contribute that much in terms of like actually like I should be researching the data, but really, you. I mean, you look at the data, which I think is super important. I think anyone who hears any information has to look at the data, and that just means like and looking at who they tested, who did the testing, what was your, what was your. uh what were what were the pool of your people? So I think that that is important, and I have not read that article, but you're probably sending it to me.
1: Well, it's 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 absolutely fascinating, and
0: I I mean I and, and and, even, and, and if you know and more. if you have the data and the research behind that, then we're ignoring that, and if we ignore that, we're ignoring we're ignoring science, right? I mean, but but what would be the what would be the response to me? That's that's where I'm like, who can talk to me about that? Who can can speak to me about that? Because either I have no idea what I'm talking about and someone who is smarter than I am will come back and be like, well, no, this, this, and this, and this. This is why having another vaccine will help you. So
1: it's just fascinating. This is from Science. This is from the journal Science. It's from 26th of August, 2021. Having SARS-CoV-2 once confers much greater immunity than a vaccine. Wow. But vaccination remains vital. Israelis who had an infection were more protected against Delta than those who had an already highly effective COVID vaccine. This is by Meredith Wadman. That's it's from the journal Science. That's fascinating. The natural immune protection that develops after a SARS cov 2 infection offers considerably more of a shield against Delta than the pandemic, coronavirus, and the two doses of Pfizer, according to a large Israeli study that some scientists wish came with a don't try this at home label. The newly released data show people who once had a SARS-CoV-2 infection were much, much less likely than never infected vaccinated people to get Delta, develop symptoms from it, or become hospitalized with serious COVID. Wow. Right, I mean, and and I if, mean, if I, I mean, and I
0: if I drilled down and looked at all that information, and that information is correct, and the da- and where and how how they pull that data, then yes, then it's totally messed up because I bet out of those 450 people, I don't know what the percentage is, but I bet the percentage is great in terms of people who have already had COVID. That would be my guess, but.
1: Well, Science uh, Magazine is a peer-reviewed academic journal okay, well, by the American Association of Advancement of Science, AAAS, and was one of the world's top academic journals. It was first published in 1880, currently circulated weekly, and has a subscriber base of around 130000 so it's it's pe- this is peer-reviewed data. It's a weekly peer-reviewed journal that publishes significant original scientific research. To get it peer-reviewed takes a fair amount of time.
0: Which um, I think is important, which everyone should do with any I mean, data. Part,
1: it usually has to be peer reviewed. not ha- to say that that's the standard. Right, it which is important, and it's sometimes a standard.
0: and sometimes you know what, it's hard for. But okay, well there, that's that's a good point. Being able to interpret data and the data that you should interpret. Do you think everyone has access to that?
1: I mean, do of course do you tr- not the end- not the socioeconomically
0: uh, well. Wait, now make that. Dumb, that well, of course not. But you can't make that down. generalization. You have to say. Well, I think I can Because very, there's very there's a lot of smart people who don't know. I mean, I would. Re- of course they are. I they're know. They're
1: preoccupied with reading our bullshit data. They're right. Preoccupied with exactly,
0: learning. exactly. So I don't think it. I don't. I don't know if that part spans economic status because I think it does. I I know very smart people who get their data from very stupid places. I
1: think we know. I think most. But I do. Socioeconomically th- disadvantaged people don't have a subscription to science. I don't have. i I feel. I feel socioeconomically privileged, and I don't have a subscription to science. I just pulled it up.
0: I know, but you have to be very careful. And I the time right. To pull it up. But you have I to the be time v- to pull it up. I don't you, work
1: seven jobs.
0: Right. I mean, but though. Okay. Right. But so that is what we consider a privilege. I'm not occupied
1: with my basic needs, i.e., a privilege.
0: Right, but I mean, I think you're addressing the knowledge. I, I think you're addressing what privilege. Part of what privilege is not all privilege. A slice of privilege that you're recognizing is yes, I have time to take this because I'm not working seven jobs. And so I have
1: money to pay for a graduate level education, or, or which you are,
0: which for. I am certain you are very grateful for because you have given a considerable ma a considerable amount back to this. Well,
1: it was all done on scholarships. I mean, I didn't, I didn't pay for it out of pocket. It, well,
0: I no, but you did. but, but, but your career has also consisted. Of giving back to the community. Right. Well, that's huge. I mean, to be in it, to actually get... I mean, like, you know, people all talk a big game. But when, you, when push comes to shove and people are actually really doing that
1: hard work... Oh, no. I'm not shy to admit I've written five-figure checks to the... Portland Public
0: Schools. <laughs> I know you have. I have not. I'm like a hundred dollars. Will you take a hundred dollars? What's the lowest you'll I go? I think hundred
1: dollars is a lot of money. Yeah.
0: Guess what? It's like a pissing contest. I'm like, ah. Uh, so what's the pile for like ten? Because I've no, had a I, lot of drinks. Is a lot. Yeah. I didn't want to donate. I mean, believe me. I'm like, ah. Uh, how low does it? It's like it's like public shaming. It's like, all right, ten thousand. Okay, I'll take it. Okay, I'm a douche. Five thousand. Yep, I'm a bigger douche. Thousand. Fucking cheap. Okay, one hundred. <laughs> you got me. I got gotcha. you. I am paying for that extra teacher right here with my hundred dollars. Yes, I am that parent. Which you know is what? Terrible. After
1: schools were shut down, I don't want talk- to even talk. I know. I think it's hard. It's to very hard. It's very hard. write a check. But there are
0: people doing check. it, and that's a whole other topic. That's a really that's a whole other topic that I have got a lot to do some soul searching on. Okay, we have to pause because I have to. You
1: know, okay. truth be told, we've opened up a bottle of champagne. Yeah. Speaking of high socioeconomic and privilege, and I have to use the restroom.
0: I gotta pay. Reaction. Okay, okay but, we're back.
1: So oh, Mitch has received pushback, not just from
0: pushback. I've got pushback. people in Portland, okay. but
1: from her spouse my about own spouse. being.
0: Oh my god. Uh, against the mandates. No, it's so. It's, does he think you're some kind of psycho? No, like, no, so no. It right? was a canvass- It was it was a conversation. It was a conversation, like, right after I sort of was evolving with this thought about the mandate, and I was talking to him about the mandate in his nature, which is pretty much 99% of the people that I've talked to is, well, of course you should. You're in healthcare. You're around vulnerable people. Of course you should. Of course you should. I'm like, is this? I mean, it's also easy to come from a place of someone who doesn't have to get a booster. But anyway, and he very much was also like, you know, you're starting to sound a little right and then I'm just did like... Did he really say that? Oh, that's interesting. I, I think he was a little bit, because that's the way it comes off. Because so did you when, have a
1: conversation about... Kind of, but then it's like
0: if you say civil liberties, then it sounds even worse. Well, so it's honestly... Not, it's you, like you're playing a flag. You know what? I know, I know. Like, I'm going to come out with Daisy Dukes and like a bikini top with American flag. Like, here I come, guns a-blazing. So you know what? I just actually didn't say anything. With a literal
1: gun, not a finger gun.
0: Not a... In the literal. I literal... I will kill you, okay? I will come with a Nerf gun and I'll kill you. Um, no, but I just, you know what? I just didn't talk about it because it's like I'm gonna have my, I'm not expecting you to change well, and that's pretty much you being like it's not you're don't expect to change someone's opinion. It's hard for me because sometimes I don't actually know why. I'm really trying. Well, I think
1: your spouse is different.
0: You know what I remember thinking this is how I feel. I know it's not super popular. I know I sound like a total right winger.
1: Is he, is he persuaded by your, is
0: your spouse persuaded? I think he stopped for a second and actually was like, oh, okay, I can kind of see what you're saying. But mostly because, honestly, and it's like, it's not that I didn't say anything because I was like, oh, I don't want to argue. I was just kind of, I was like, I'm not even going to, I don't even have the energy or the bandwidth right now to try to argue my point. But I, but then when I was just like, okay, you know, whatever, then I felt like he was able to be in a place where he was like oh well I guess I guess I, I guess I see what you're saying now I, now I see where you're coming from but it's because you're talking to someone who's in a place of this knee jerk what like, do you think persuaded him did you make this his so I think it was the lack of just like you're an idiot I'm and I know what I'm talking about and you don't and it was that just in general or just he the, put that aside for a minute and was willing to listen I think so once I once I didn't make it an argument when I didn't make it an argument like we're having some intense debate, Because there's some debates that just never are going to end well. Very, not all of them end with like, okay. I'd say most. Yeah, like I like debates where you end with like, oh, okay, well, I actually learned something and maybe I changed my mind about something. There are very few people out there willing to do that. Well, I mean, I think that's important because none of us know everything. I certainly don't. So if I'm willing to admit that, then everyone else should be able because I'm not like, I don't know everything. And And you're talking
1: about a very small percentage of the American population.
0: But I think when I was talking to him, I was just like, whatever. I mean, I get it. Everyone's got their opinion. I think then it was, he could hear me through a lens that wasn't of anger and irritation but through a lens of just hey look have you stopped to think about where this may be coming from and I think that's what we all have trouble doing I do the same thing I mean I there's plenty of knee-jerk things I think I do and I think as you get older you sort of realize it's kind of like the topic of abortion like I used to be super crazy oh my god I can't believe you'd have your pro-life signs oh my god this is so awful 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 and then I started realizing you know they have oh my god and I'm not pro-choice I mean, I'm sorry, I'm not pro-life at all. So I just want to make that very, very clear. we well, a linked to
1: the Caitlin Flanagan article on this podcast. <laughs> and you, we've both read that.
0: I am very, I am, whose article? Caitlin Flanagan's Atlantic article. Oh, right, right, right. Yes, yes. And I read that. And I think that... About how it's complicated. I, it's very comp. It's always complicated. Nothing is ever black and white. That's the problem. If you don't acknowledge there's gray, I don't know how you actually ever learn anything. Because, and I remember thinking this, just being so angry and so, yeah, just angry at anyone who was pro-life. You're just an idiot. But then when I was like, wow, could you imagine if you really believed that? What if you really deep in your heart believe that? Then what, that's how they, that's how you really believe. Of so course. There's not. It's like a religion. Right. It's, and it's not like I agree with it because I don't agree with it. But I, when I stopped and thought, Wow. Wow, they really think this is what it is, and no wonder they're out there. Not that I agree. In I don't know. Sli- I,
1: I will reveal. I I'm gonna go Brene Brown for a minute and reveal vulnerability. I the reason I love Caitlin Flanagan, she's a Catholic. the The reason I love Caitlin Flanagan's Atlantic article is, I I think my my mother was militaristically pro-choice and i grew up practically being pro-abortion um i just remember a la reality the movie reality bites telling my friends not to order from domino's because they support operation rescue and just being i i had no ability to I mean, despite feeling like a critical thinker in my 20s, I was garbage at that. And I had no ability to see things from the other side. I, I do feel like scientific advances have us, and having two birth two life children, I do feel uh, different. And actually what changed me was pre-birthing kids, it was when I had a friend who had an abortion and I went with her and i got sick so i was not just pro-choice but pro-abortion she needed one she was in a certainly from most perspectives in a position to have one but she was not a willing parent she is still not a parent she regrets that decision in no way and i supported her a million percent and i still do and i went with her to that abortion with another friend and i was in the bathroom the whole time yeah Yeah. And I I started to feel dizzy when the the meat of, of the procedure began with the vacuum and I I got sick. And when I, I just remember kneeling over the toilet and them her included, knocking on the door going, Are you okay? And me
0: thinking Right, well, her included. What kind of a shit am I? Well wait, so herself yes. included. See, she and was then, done and, with and, the and, procedure not and her mind. Right, right. And how fucked up is that? Like Asking me here, if I'm okay. Well, and I mean, I mean, that's just... I mean, it is. It's well, true. and in that
1: moment, I was thinking, what kind of a shit am I to be laying on? you? You're not, because your feelings are like
0: just that. as validated. I mean, I mean, you have
1: That was an instance where it wasn't just feelings. It was like, my feelings had taken over my physical body.
0: Which is okay. And I was literally incapacitated. Of course, because it's an intense experience. And I mean, finally
1: did stand up, unlock the door, and I may or... I don't even have a memory. I may or may not have been the driver... I was able to course, either drive course. everybody home or go home. Coherently, neither of them knows this story, right? But, but that I, I, is where I, I, my thoughts changed. In I, terms in of, in terms of, I it's kind of like the vaccine mandates. I have not decided. I mean, well, right I for I'm, you, have exactly. exactly. No choice, but I, but
0: for you, you may be I pro life. I, I mean, no what it, Right, I, whatever.
1: I'm not pro life in the sense that I think all abortions murder, but. When somebody says that, I don't go. You're a fucking psycho. I used to think you're a fucking psycho as a cluster of cells. And guess what? I had a couple kids. I had some sonograms. I had an ectopic pregnancy. I had the. I still think about that fetal material. I mean, they actually said, "Do you want to see it?" And I said, "I don't. Oh, I don't Jesus. want to see it. I don't want to see it." But it, that fetal material, was probably would have. I mean it's weird. Like the scientific advances we've had since I was born in the seventies, it's mind blowing mm-hmm. up till now. We know all these things that the Supreme Court didn't know at the time of Roe v. Wade. It's all it's different. It's yeah. ho- it's it's tricky, it's complicated, it's familiar. I mean nothing is not, yeah, nothing. I is, would say I'm pro-life. Like if my kid said and, and I have a I I have a cousin who had a step who she made have a baby at 13 Oof. and I would put somebody on the chair for that and the way it fucked up that kid would I don't even I don't even have the time to get into it but let's just let's just say that kid is irretrievable that kid is involved in Aww. in criminal behavior is now an adult has numerous numerous children has horrific drug issues cr- horrific criminal issues oh poor sweet. is it is it is it the having the kid that pushed her over the edge maybe not i mean she was fucked up before then but but i would never force a 13 year old to birth a baby wow and yeah, so to I mean, that to that extent yeah I'm but if you have a parent pro-life. who's
0: pro-life If you have a parent who's pro-life, it's like, okay, well, there's your... I mean, I don't know how she got... These
1: people were not thoughtful people. I mean, I I think if I... This is my family. We're not talking about thoughtful people. I think if... (laughs) I I think if I knew somebody who was... I mean, I know... And I know plenty of thoughtful PhD-level people who are pro-life. And I think I would be super interested in having a conversation with them about why they're forcing a 12 or 13-year-old to have a baby. I've never been... In that position, although, was it, you? I was talking to somebody who said they know plenty of people who used to be pro-life. God, who was I talking to? I don't think it was you. I, I know plenty of people who have said that they knew parents who were super pro-life, who they encountered in their clinical practice, and then suddenly that kid gets into read and they need an abortion. it was somebody and and that's that's interesting. Oh well totally.
0: Yeah, of course. Because unless anything, of course, the gray area is everywhere. And I think that when something doesn't touch you immediately, it does not have the same impact. And that is just the bottom line. So we could talk a big game about what we do with our own kids, if they got pregnant or if your kid your son got someone pregnant. You don't know. But I don't I don't don't think you know until you're in it. And it's like abortion is one of those really, really volatile, uncomfortable conversations that there is a lot of gray area in. And I do think that you really don't understand until you've seen someone go through it. And we've had this conversation, whether you want it or not, you can want an abortion and know that it's the best choice possible. It can be still just as traumatizing to the person who's like, oh my God, I'm so fucking glad I'm getting this abortion. I hate the guy I'm with. I never want to see him again. Thank God. That it's both traumatizing because at the end of the day it's like birth it all happens the same way right you're still when you're having an abortion you're still laying on a table you're still getting iv sedation just like everybody else regardless of what you want it's like having a baby you everyone every woman has a baby the same way a couple different ways right i mean so you're all sort of brought down to this basic point where you're having this thing done that doesn't feel right i don't think anyone chooses abortion no yeah. one's like that's definitely an option when people joke about like oh well that's yeah, just birth control. That's my birth control no nobody, nobody, nobody one, no really one no one no one does that no one does that people make choices that they may not have made before but i don't think you really know until you're in a situation just like anything like someone who tells you they have cancer it's like you can feel compassion empathy but unless you have it it's just like a road you have not walked down so speaking to it, you can, and I, and I guess just over the years, I've just realized that if you were as adamant as, I mean, problem is a lot of it's just, a lot of it's like a, whack, a bunch of wacko religious people who don't stop and think, but also a lot of those wacko religious people also have no problem like all of a sudden when their daughter's going off to fucking Stanford and suddenly someone gets pregnant and suddenly someone's life is different. And that's just because it's there's a reality it's those ugly truths that no one wants to talk about and it's and that's just the reality and the bottom line is I don't really care why or when or whatever you do around an abortion it's awful either way and I don't care if it's something that you absolutely want or absolutely don't want at the end of the day you're in the same position as everybody else you're laying down Having a procedure done that's uncomfortable, that's sad, that doesn't feel naturally right. And we're all on the same playing field. It's just that sort of how we recover from it is different. And, you know, a lot of people who are pro-choice or pro-life are like, well, that guilt that you live with, that guilt, that guilt, that guilt. It doesn't, I mean... Yeah, but
1: what's the guilt like after you have the kid and
0: you're... Totally, totally. Right, right. I I mean, it's totally true. We are only given... We're only able to make the decisions we make based on the tools that we have. And you know what? Your 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 decision may be different after having kids or whatever. You may... But you do the best you can. It's like raising kids. You do the best you can. And whatever falls out, it falls out. It's just sort of having to remember that those choices that you made made up who you are today. So you can't really be super upset at those choices. Although, I don't know. Maybe it's... Uh, yeah. Who knows? I just I just know that there's some things that... It's really easy to want to be black and white because I sometimes think, think that black and white is easier because there's not a lot of room. And I feel like I'm constantly in the wishy-washy state of like, well, I guess I can see someone and I don't know if that's a better place to be, but I also can see why someone would be pro-life and be so adamant about it. I don't agree with some of the reasons behind it, but if you genuinely believed it from whatever, wherever you were coming from, no wonder they're so angry but i'm not saying it's right and but i'm not even pro- as
1: a pro-choice person you can say i get why you think that this is murder
0: I hate using that word murder because, you know what, I in the beginning of my career. But it's not
1: just, it's not like it was in the 70s. It's not just a cluster of cells, I results, don't want right? to, yeah, I
0: don't want to call and sometimes it.
1: sometimes there is a heartbeat.
0: Yeah, yeah. and I right? think that if you start. Is that, that a cluster of cells? It, it, it is, but here's the problem. Then you go down a slippery slope because then you're like, well, then what's okay? Six weeks, eight weeks, ten weeks, twelve weeks? Where where it's it's either you're either you're either okay with it or you're not and there's a whole lot of moral in between and it really sucks But you're either you don't get to choose you don't get to choose what's easy for you or choose easy for the other person You either are pro-choice because what you are is not you're pro-choice. You're not pro-abortion You're pro-choice giving a woman choice over her reproductive rights. That's what it's about. You're not like sweet have an abortion No, you want to give someone the choice. And that, I think, is what is most important. And, you know, I would love to sit down in a room and and have a talk with someone who's pro-life. Not that I haven't, actually. There's a lot of people that I love that are pro-life, that are just kind people that somehow got tied into religion. But, yeah, I don't know. I just think that sometimes when you can kind of listen to other people, you may get a little bit of information that's helpful, then again, I don't know. I'm not, like, an expert.
1: Well, that's what we're all about here. Uh, I mean, I think... I, in regard to abortion, just my...
0: I hate that. Abortion, abortion is just such <clears throat> a...
1: It's tricky, but I'm more of a... I, 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 frankly, am more of a practical consequentialist in the sense that... I believe that people who do not want to be parents and children who are impregnated, lawfully or unlawfully, should not be forced to be parents. Right, and
0: no matter what are And we're all right.
1: paying for those kids. I don't give a shit if they were adopted into privileged families. We are all... The genetics accounts for a
0: The, reasoning, the, the reasoning- high
1: number of characteristics of a kid... And if that kid's biological parents were not ready to be parents,
0: right? The reasoning doesn't matter. The reasoning doesn't it. matter. It we're should... all paying for those kids. We may be, and I think there's those a whole right, kids. but there's a trickle down of that. But in the very beginning, reasoning shouldn't play. You shouldn't have to have a reason. It shouldn't be like I'm having an abortion because this, this, and this. Because really, at the end of the day, when you're doing that, you're just justifying yeah, it to, your, you're just is, justifying you're to yourself.
1: You're just justifying it to yourself. Right. Right. Right.
0: For whatever reason, I don't care what whatever your reason is, because it's not for me to decide. But for whatever your reason, it's that's not gonna work for you but, at but that time. But what I would say
1: to the pro-lifers is, listen, you need to be consistent. So if you're a pro-lifer, you need to be pro school lunch. Uh, yeah, I agree. You need to be pro public school, yes. taxpayer-funded, free, free quote unquote education. You need to be. You I need agree. to be pro all of those policies that support those unwanted imp- children of impecunious families. And there's balance. probably
0: pro-life people who struggle with that conversation, and that, which there should be because you're absolutely right. If you're going to care about life, there's a whole lot of lives here that are not being cared for. But once again, sometimes things that
1: are and it cannot be cared for because those people totally, never should have had those totally. kids. Totally,
0: yes, and you see that all the time. You see babies every day where you're like, "See you soon," because um, well, yeah. In
1: Portland, you sometimes you see them on the sidewalk median with a parent holding a sign, and you just why I, I my in- physical instinct is to snatch that kid away. And I look at that kid, and I know I will be paying for them in some way or another in the future, and I'm fine to do that. But I think if you're pro, certainly if you're pro life, you need to be pro free lunch. You need to totally. be pro Medicaid. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I agree. I agree. I, I, mean, mean, that's a, I mean, that's mean that's an incident. That's an interesting That's an interesting interview. That's what you ought to do is have someone come in here who's totally pro life. And have a discussion. Because it would be fascinating. Because it's not like you'd need data. Because a
1: lot of it Look, is... A they have declined. I have asked numerous mm, people and they have declined. Because I think it's actually... I because think... they don't want to be targeted by uh, people in Portland who use violence as a means to import their philosophy
0: and i mean i and i do understand that i, I do get Yet that they don't want
1: to be doxed they're afraid of being
0: doxed yeah and i and i do but i do even I, want to come on
1: anom- anonymously i yeah. mean it's more than one person
0: i know and it's a bummer because within that space right within that space is where actual change happens
1: Well, and i can't blame them I'm i blessed.
0: totally get it if i was if I, I can't even i mean there's a difference between being pro-choice and then going pro-life versus pro-life and then pro-choice Maybe. I don't know. That's just my assumption. But, yeah, it's an well, uncomfortable... Well, yeah. I mean, I get that. I mean, I, I understand. It's uncomfortable to talk about things that... They're happy my... to talk about it. Right. But, I mean, I think they what's They don't want interest...
1: to talk about it on a podcast in this city because they're afraid for their safety and their family's safety and they don't Which... see a benefit generated because right. they feel like this city is not interested in discussion and I... I you know what? When Although, they responded that way, I said a million percent. I didn't say, what the fuck are you talking about? You're insane. I said, I get it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I definitely get it. I do think, though, that even having... I mean, I'm sure there's something fascinating, which what's hard for me is a religion part. I mean, they but, think
1: I'm an idiot. I mean, like, you said, are you afraid for your safety? Of course well, I am. And like I said, on you Twitter, be. <laughs> there's been stuff from Antifa and Black Block that's threatening and I mean I yes of course and that, that is why I'm anonymous because we live in a city that is not that it's preoccupied with homicides there are very few police there's a lot of violent crime and there is a contingent in this in the city of Portland that is allowed to enforce its views via violence and it's a million percent wrong but this is not a safe place to voice publicly your to, to publicly voice your thoughts and i understand their fear of being doxed
0: i do agree that but there's also a lot of people who would say sometimes violence is the only way to get people to hear you and when you haven't behe- in the head. some people some people would totally disagree and some people oh, well, i think su- a
1: lot of people in this city would totally disagree well, totally but
0: I, I think they I would say if you want to leave
1: that that is not only wrong, but particularly in regard to racial justice, that would be at odds with Martin Luther King's It position. would be.
0: It would be. And that was also in that book. But then, I, I don't know. I mean, it, once again, I would. it would be fascinating but to you me.
1: I just want to dial down on this. I'm, and I'm interested in this. I'm not trying to bully you into a agreement. Do you agree
0: with that? With which part?
1: That violence is... No, I don't think... No, and I said
0: that from the beginning, but then someone brought up the point... Why is Charlie calling me? But then someone brought up the point of like, well, you know, maybe if you can't get your voice heard, but you're right. I mean, it, it's at one point, is it violence versus trying to figure out some way to connect to people? But maybe violence is the only way that people know how to speak because people listen? I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know what the answer to that is. I don't like it. I, to me, it, it's just... Uh, it, It doesn't seem like it got very far, but um, how many nights did we have protests? A lot. Well, there was a
1: lot of violence. it began in the spring of 2020 and it was still going on in winter 2021. And there was just recently, now this isn't, that was every night. It's not still going on every night, but our last podcast reported on one of the most recent violent riots that was organized by the mother of an Antifa activist who was killed. Oof. So it is today, we are in Portland, Oregon, we are still dealing with downtown violence, downtown riots. And it's not every night, but it's enough to be
0: we're significant. Not, we're not taking the we're not taking the max to the zoo. Is what we're saying. <laughs> we're not hitting the candy shop. We're not going to sushi go round.
1: Well, and to be fair, the max is, you know, um, It's
0: a blue line.
1: The max is everything from the fetish, the sexual fetish haircutter. I used to take I my kids on the mass all the time. I used to take my kids
0: on the mass all the time. It was like my Joy way of white like-
1: supremacist Jeremy Christian. Yes. Uh, who murdered numerous um, people on our light rail, referred to as the mass.
0: Yeah, not good for business. No, no, I know, I know. God, we spent a lot of... I spent a lot of time on public transportation to get my kids. Well, and in most cities. in, in on buses. I remember a dragging. Safe, reliable
1: form. In, yeah. in New York City, in Chicago, in, in Washington, D.C., these are reliable, safe forms of public transportation. And for some reason, in Portland, Oregon, we cannot seem to mainstream these modes of transportation. In fact, the majority of people I know still refer to the MAX as the shame train.
0: Oh really? The shame train? Oh boy. <laughs> the shame train. I've definitely been on the shame train, but oh, well, I used to love the max. Well, I honestly, I took the. Kid, I mean, I now I'm thinking about it. I used to take the kids when like they were totally yeah, both in strollers. But you know why I did it? Just to open their eyes. Like here, here's it's the real
1: slice of life. Yeah,
0: that's what I used it's to be. It's nothing at. compared to the bus. Mm. So well, we that. used to go on the bus too, and it was a fascinating experience. And now I'm realizing, in retrospect, what was I thinking when they were four and two? What did I think was going to happen? It was
1: not. Listen, Portland was not what it was when your kids oh, were four no, and two. No, I
0: definitely would. Isn't that crazy yes, when Portland you think about has it? Taken a turn. Isn't it funny because when you say it, when when I compare it to what I would do with my kids at two and four, never what I do at two and four now. Never, which is super well, sad. it's a different
1: place. Yeah, I
0: mean, we used to take the max downtown. We'd go to the candy store. We'd get sushi. We'd go to the zoo. We'd come back. It was a whole thing. People
1: it, used to go downtown, right? And I wanted mean, to be and, a fun place. Well, to also, go.
0: but it was like it was also for the kids to see that like you don't just live in this one little bubble. Look, there's homeless people. Look, there's people with mental illness. Like you're not Any. in this like pretty little bubble. You know, what, but there's the no homeless way.
1: people are in our neighborhood. You don't need to take them anywhere. Well, to see homeless
0: people. <laughs> That is true. Um, I know That's like, one way. Oh, yeah, they it won't go. To, uh, uh, yeah, I think I've, like, traumatized my kids because uh, one of them, like, won't go downtown. He's Why like, it's you? too scary. Most adults. I don't. I, I don't, don't, don't want to go downtown. We haven't gone downtown since well before the pandemic. Or actually, not well before, and before, before the pandemic.
1: somebody who has regularly continued to, unfortunately, take their kids downtown out of necessity... I would not. I would advise against doing that. The amount of things, I don't know where to start. My my children have seen a man with a erect penis chasing women into buildings. Oh, that's alarming. Uh, my kids have seen. They saw shooting up at an early age because we lived downtown in an apartment for a while, yeah. so they saw that there. And they asked me why people would ever give themselves shots because at that point they were terrified of all their childhood vaccinations and didn't understand why an adult would be uh, publicly giving themselves shot voluntarily. Um, they have seen people having sex on a mattress on the corner of <sighs> 10th and Taylor. They have seen wow. um, a, a nude thing. man in a tent mm. on uh, salmon and... 13th, they have seen, he was living there for several weeks uh, until he threatened a woman in a food cart who was in our uh, law firm's parking lot uh, doing business out of there, and she called the police, and he was finally taken away. I don't know what he did to her, but he was finally taken away. Um, You know, I mean, the amount of stuff they've seen, and actually, even my kid's therapist, when I said, "Well, she's she's got a lot of anxiety about going downtown," took me aside and said, "Well, what's what's this?" Didn't understand what this was stemming from, and said, "Is this irrational behavior?" And I had to admit, it was rational behavior.
0: Okay, now see, wait, let's back up for a second. Do you know how many people see that would even listen to that comment of, "Oh, I took my kid to therapy." That's that's where that trauma lies, right? You were able to take your kid to therapy. Think of how many other kids. Who are living downtown? Who don't have therapy? So if they're in a school, of not in our school, not in our school, in another school, I don't know that
1: a finger gun would trigger. No, it.
0: no. But that's my point: is that there's people who have their presumed real trauma that a finger gun, although not in our neighborhood, that's where I, that, I yeah, like circling back to them, that's where I have trouble. Is and angry. even then,
1: like with somebody downtown, the amount of shit that they've experienced, a finger gun it's not nothing enjoy. no you know
0: what they're thinking I wish that was my problem I wish that was that's my right. fear that's what that, that you know that person yeah that person whose mom has never home because she's working. a man's
1: penis chasing people into buildings that's yeah. what makes me
0: it's not the math poster so screw you all if that is your worst if that is your worst if that's your uncomfortable I there's a lot of people who would beg for that uncomfortable a lot I mean probably way more than who and than, than what you're worried about I mean it's I mean, I hate saying this because I don't want to say it and sound like I'm being insensitive. But it's like sometimes I'm like, oh my God, that's kind of embarrassing, especially when you hear about lives that are really uncomfortable. What what does uncomfortable really mean? You know, uncomfortable means working as like a sex worker for five years because you've been kicked out of the house at 16, right? And your parents aren't home, or your parents an addict. It's like that's uncomfortable. Not I saw a poster on a mouth, a mouth fucking poster with something that looked like a gun. That's where I think I have trouble. Class yeah, and I and think that and, right. And I think that's in I one think of yeah the most privileged districts. In yeah, the and I I think I think that's where I it gets me where I'm like you don't know, and I'm not even saying I don't know uncomfortable. I have my own uncomfortable, which I think is uncomfortable. But I don't know uncomfortable, and I hope to God that my kids. That, actually, I don't. I hope they uncover more discomfort than that. But if that's all that my kids have to go through. Yeah, I'd be pretty It's sweet. a charmed life. I would, I would be thrilled if that was most uncomfortable. But you know what? I've seen uncomfortable, and it's, and it's, it's not this. It's not this picture, I can tell you. I can tell you that. And, I think, and that is another approach that I think has to be taken, is like, what does it mean to be uncomfortable? We all have varying levels, but once again, our alarm system. Am I going to eat dinner tonight? Is my mom going to be able to afford dinner? Or is that poster going to make me uncomfortable? What's really uncomfortable? Because I'm pretty sure not being able to feed my kids is probably a little bit more uncomfortable than writing the company to change a hand signal.
1: Well, you think that would be a privileged lesson?
0: It is a privileged lesson. I mean, like, if that's, I mean, truly, because it's like, if those same kids are at my house, I would be reported to CPS. And, and this is
1: where I have trouble with woke people. I'm not is woke. Is I listen to that shit, and I read that email from the school, and I just go, you don't know what real problems are. You've officially
0: run out of problems. No shit. It's embarrassing. Honestly, it's emba- it's embarrassing. It really is because really when you do I mean, I, I see a lot of the a lot of the public and I have for many, many years and that mass sign is not uncomfortable and I hope that my kids. I, on one hand, I hope that's all my kids have to encounter, on the other hand, I'm like I hope not because that's not being uncomfortable and you know, as a teacher, and once again, I'm not a teacher, so I don't know. But I think that would that would be that would have been one of my lessons, guys. This is not a this is not a real threat. A real threat would be you standing on a toilet bowl because there's a shooter in there. That's when you should be scared. This is when I want you to be scared. Don't move on the toilet seat when there's a shooter. Right, We're that in a that city right. filled with homicides. That, that, that's scary. your that's your real fear. Yeah, I know. Some people might say that's representing a gun, but no. Let's let's teach our kids what's real fear and what's not fear. You sitting on a toilet, standing up on a toilet seat because you there's a there's an active shooter. Be very scared. Well, that's what you should be uncomfortable. You seeing a cartoon finger of a mouth. You're going to have to learn that that's not uncomfortable. It, it may make you stop and think, but hopefully it makes you stop and think in a sense of like, okay, yeah, I guess that's not a real threat.
1: I guess. In this city, Maybe. On, in, in the 21st through 23rd Avenue District in Uptown, there was a shooting at the Silver Dollar. Oh, I know. So and there were U of O students who, we detailed this on the podcast, dropped to the ground and saw blood... Dripping from the bathroom door, and that's trauma.
0: Yeah, I can't believe that. That is real trauma
1: in this city, and it's happening at a frequent rate, not an infrequent rate. rate, And I would argue that that is real DSM-style trauma. Yeah, a finger gun on a poster in a math classroom in a privileged school district. That's. I. I think that's what. I find insane (laughs) this is Portland is a city with real problems. That's part of what I find. So insane. We love to focus on people who have no real problems, like people with microaggressions and who need trigger warnings, quote unquote, for finger guns in math classrooms and elementary schools and privileged school districts. And we are not interested in, and we don't even want to admit that our homicide rate, has bizarrely skyrocketed not because good. it's a right wing talking point not good so it's... we refuse to admit that and we want to focus on math posters
0: yeah I don't get it but then again I'm. I, this is where I was talking about the call into your show like I would love to hear I'd love to I mean I would love to have the conversation not like debate or whatever you want to call it because I would be really curious to see what someone would say that would say yeah absolutely like I would like to sit across from someone who says hey look I agree they should just shut down those pictures, but then I'm like, then, then you would be cutting down like a lot of things on TV and a, a lot gun? of Yeah, I mean, there's much worse. You shouldn't listen how to many half.
1: television shows have involved,
0: or half the shit that my kids listen to. I'll like walk in the other room. I'm like, well, actually, every room you know representation what? Of a gun. You know what? I'll tell you right now. Not even, gonna, not even gonna, I'm not even I'm not going to launch into this story because the I'm the just soprano. not going to but Think what I it have
1: to be shut down
0: but I can tell you one thing there are other things that have happened on this campus that are way worse yes than this finger sign physical violence I witnessed it I witnessed it in my kids
1: kindergarten class literal physical violence kids hurting physically hurting their their peers and their teachers And there were no repercussions for it because, according to the principal, Portland Public Schools is involved in something called restorative justice, which means the kid plays with Legos.
0: Well, I think what I think I think out
1: of another kid, they play with Legos in the hall.
0: I think the pro. Okay, so here's where I think there's trouble: is that you take a a six-year-old, right? I mean, this is. I mean, I saw this while my kid and I know we know we're talking about the same person. You see this kid, like, there are no bad kids. There just isn't. Yes. I, I, I just refuse I to believe they're, right.
1: they're bad adults. So, when
0: you have a five year old roll into class who's already got problems, that kid is screwed. Yes. Like, you're screwed. Of course. And it's so sad because it's like your trajectory. I mean, it's like I saw this happening and I was like, what are all going
1: to be paying for that kid? I mean, it's, it, well, we I mean, and are
0: already. But uh, by no fault of his own. Of course not. Right, which is terrible, right? Because then you've got this kid, by no we fault of his... circle back the pro, pro-choice argument. Well, I mean, it's not like I'm, like, saying that they should, like, abort him. Well, but I'm just... Well... No, but, no, definitely not that. But, but I, more guess, of a guess, a... guess what unwanted kids leads well, to? Well, that might crime, be... Crime, poverty... Yes, but, that, but who's to say that's an unwanted child? I'm, th- th- I'm just saying, I'm, very wanted children... Very wanted children come from environments that may... Yes, but they're still wanted. They're st- and that, so Right. So my thing is that like, you see these kids enter into school and they fit on this trajectory and you're like, you're screwed, kid. I will see you in 10 years. And they're just like these innocent kids that it's like by no choice of their own. And there was an incident that happened when the kids were in, I think, first grade? Anyway, it was this one particular kid that I thought the comment that the kid made was super... I was concerned about the child. Anyway, I had reported it to the school counselor, yada, yada, yada. I don't actually really even know what came of it. But all I, kept remember, all I kept thinking was, like, God, at six years old. This kid shouldn't be repeating these things. And it just made me sad to think, wow, his path in the public school system is not going to be good because he's already just he's rose to the occasion of not meeting expectations. Right, and I think we these self-fulfilling these where we're like, well, we know you're not going to do well, so you're not going to do well. And I'm not saying that those kids don't have other like fundamental problems, but there are other things that happen on that campus that are far worse than this. I can tell you that when we're off the air. But I just I really think that there are just
1: by this you mean the finger gun on a math teacher?
0: Yes, there are other things that are happening that to me are far worse than this that are actual. Threats, so I just—I don't know. I, I just—we
1: know that. I think. We know I think that, that there are
0: far worse things. Yeah, but happening kids. genuinely in their school, I like, think we know it's that. Like, it's like It's like it's it's almost like we focus on problems that we can solve. I think that's what it is. I think we focus on we focus on this little. I'm like, what did you do? I'm like, oh, I wonder what those kids did all week. They write a bunch of emails, um, but I mean, probably not. Mom probably did not But that him. was, like, that was a there really... There may not be a mom. But that was a really happy story, wasn't it, though? I mean, like, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. I, and, I, and, and I say this from my own place of, like... Wait,
1: what's... That? I gotta hear this. What's a happy story?
0: No, but this all ended happy. Like, look, we found this... I don't anything. think there's anything happy... Oh, no, 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 no. no. Like
1: a finger gun poster.
0: No, 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 there is. Because this all looked like a... Hap- the, the company changed their whatchamacallit. Okay. I think that's wrong. This is everything in our society in that society. everyone's supporting, that everyone's like, that's so great. We're so proud of you for doing this. When it's like, okay, first of all, you're in one of like the top right. schools in the quality. district. You didn't do anything. Yeah. Like, the time... You canceled you math what You know what, you, you know what would have been more helpful? You would have went door to door and sold some chocolate bars and maybe donated or your vaccines. money. some vaccines. Yeah, or did some education. Yeah, I mean, exactly. I mean, this is... It's embarrassing. To me... Me personally, it's almost or embarrassing. or allowed
1: people to keep their
0: jobs
1: yeah. because they maybe just had COVID.
0: Yeah, I mean know it, to me, their yeah, bodies are fine. Yeah, it's embarrassing. They're like it, the way that it was all solved so easily and perfectly, and they just had the company stop doing it. It's like that's nice. That's a nice, or had
1: kids vaccinated, or um, use the word vaccination because that's I, everybody in this town is either focused on homelessness vaccines and covid or well actually i don't even know Those or, are all real, hitting trump really. yeah
0: those um, are real hard fires to put out and that's out. really all we want to all
1: we want to talk about but what's interesting is do you realize that we we have gotten rid of high school graduation essential skill requirements yes i know so this is from opb september 20th 2021 A closer look at Oregon's decision to drop high school graduation essential skill requirements. Senate Bill 744 orders a review of state graduation requirements and suspends a requirement that Oregon students in the classes of 2022, just this is a lot of years, 2023 and 2024 show proficiency in essential learning skills in order to graduate. And essential learning skills are uh, reading and math. Uh, what is the essential skills requirement? Reading, writing, math, critical thinking, technology usage, civic, and community engagement. Students showed their proficiency either by passing state and standardized tests or submitting work samples. I mean, in 2019, the last year, essential skills was required.
0: But is that a way? So here's my question. So because Some people will say, well, that's, that's a way to make it more equitable, right? So more people have access. By canceling the test? By, ch- by changing More the people have access to
1: graduation because there's no yeah. standard?
0: Yeah. Well, what do you... I mean, really? Well,
1: of course of course. They do. of
0: course. Then you have more people graduating high school. So in the end, it's like, okay, well, then does that mean more kids going to college?
1: Is that good for them?
0: Probably not. But I don't know. Isn't of course it, it doesn't or, or it, or isn't it Or is it an advancement? Or is it some sort of way? I mean, how do we know that there's not different programs where no. it's like, if you graduate and you may not graduate with... Some profound, um, it's not like you're not getting like a degree in high school, but I don't know. Maybe there's a higher chance. I know, but maybe, the. but then there's part of that is the equity. Maybe there's something different that we don't even know that if there's certain like, I don't know. I'm just trying to see, I guess, both sides that maybe there's a reason. I don't know. Educate me. Tell me. <laughs> I'm sure I'm missing something. I just... I just wonder so what what was her what was the reasoning behind that I guess.
1: Well, I mean my armchair psychology yes, is tell me. it was a cookie thrown at the teachers because we all knew that nobody could
0: pass those. Mm, well, there you go. And see because school has been gone for about a year. And and you and you might be right, Portland which is schools. also depressing. Yes, and I and I agree and if it's simply it's in and right, and if it's simply based on that and it's not an echo well, Yeah, well, Well, of course, it is a total. Yes, it is a it is a major public health crisis, is what it is.
1: And with that, Mitch is out. And I would have to agree that closing the schools for as long as Oregon did is a major public health crisis, and it's one that we're going to be grappling with for decades. Another public health crisis is our rate of homicides. In Portland, Oregon, this is from usnews.com. October 19th, 2021, the headline is, A Dangerous Time, Portland, Oregon Sees Record Homicides. Portland, Oregon has had 67 homicides so far this year, and the city has surpassed its previous full year record of 66 in 1987. It was nearly last call on a Friday when Jacob Eli Knight Vasquez went to get a drink across the street from the tavern where he worked in Northwest Portland, an area with a thriving dining scene where city goers enjoy laid-back eateries, international cuisines, and cozy cafes. The 34-year-old had been at the pizza bar only a short time when shots rang out. Vasquez was struck by a stray bullet and died at the scene. His killing in late September was one of the 67 homicides this year in Portland, which has surpassed its previous full-year record of 66 in 1987. And with more than two months remaining in the year, Portland will likely shatter its previous high mark. And we're doing so by the day. This is from KGW.com. October 22nd, 2021, two teens and an 11-year-old boy arrested in violent 12-hour crime spree across Portland. The suspects, ages 11, 15, and 17, are accused of holding a man at gunpoint and running him down with a car amid a series of shootings and robberies on October 17th. Two teenagers and an 11-year-old boy robbed a man at gunpoint and ran him down with a car Sunday morning, according to Portland Police. Investigators said the incident was part of a string of robberies and shootings across Portland that occurred over a 12-hour period. The teenage suspects were 15 and 17 years old. The crime spree began around midnight Sunday when two cars were stolen from a driveway in the 3900 block of Southeast 10th Avenue near Southeast Center Street. From there, police said the group committed about a dozen more crimes throughout the city, including robbing at least six pedestrians and bicyclists at gunpoint. Police said the following crimes are connected. Around 2 a.m., the suspect shot a house in the 9500 block of North Mohawk Avenue. Minutes later, they attempted to rob a pedestrian near North Killingsworth Street, and north rodney avenue now this just goes on and on it spans from north portland to northeast to southeast that these kids were involved with absolutely tragic i like to end on a positive note generally but i just don't have one to end on here thanks so much for tuning in to Walla Mobs, where we say everything you can't say in portland we will continue to keep you updated. You can contact us at Walla Moms Pod on Twitter. We are going to be less active on Twitter. I just find that it is not conducive to a long form discussion. And instead, it relies on uh, targeting people such as the Central Park Karen or Bean Dad to be the latest victim in the Twitter pile on. And that leads to self censorship because. People can't say what they really feel if they're worried about being the next victim on Twitter. So I just, and it's certainly not conducive to long form discussion. It's great if you're a QAnon mega person or an Antifa black block activist, and you want to get a bunch of rioters together uh, to smash some windows, but it's not so great for the kind of discussion that we're trying to engage in on this podcast, which is a long form discussion that involves people being able to tell the truth and not self-censoring. So you can continue to reach us on there. We will be less active, but we'll continue to check for messages and direct messages, which we really appreciate. Also, if you like what you're hearing on the podcast, please tell a friend, give us a good rating on iTunes, and you can find us wherever you get your podcasts. Love you guys. We'll see you next time.